Simi, why is Killian Murphy so beautiful? Is it his eyes? Is it... I can't... He's just like this gorgeous specimen of a human being, but he's also weird <laughs> and creepy looking at the same time. It's those big, glassy eyes that are almost like white. They're so blue, cool. they're white. Look, oh, look, at he's so good looking. I he's mean, the Peaky Blinders, man. that's the thing. He gets better looking as he gets old. You know how old he is now? He's about, he's a few years older than 45? us. 45? Yeah, he's like 43. He looks so great in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, no, he, he looks like, a, he's much more masculine in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, he's much he more looks feminine here, which is why I'm attracted to him, I think, yeah. Totally. Peaky Blinders, you know what? Um, I'm going to go with your dad on this. Peaky Blinders is definitely in my top 10 shows oh, ever. yeah. So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. They have no idea we're coming. Take hold of this moment. The force is strong. Make ten men feel like a hundred. Take the next chance. And the next chance. You're rebels, aren't you? Save your ability! Save the dream! The Bizzle! You called the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, welcome to something I've been wanting to do for a, a while, which is a joint commentary of a movie I love that is not Star Wars, but is even better doing it with a buddy who I normally talk Star Wars with. The movie in question is Batman Begins, and it almost four years ago, I did the Dark Knight and Dark Knight commentary with my boy Aaron Slavutin, who did some early amazing commentaries with me, including those movies, Ex Machina and her i listened to all four recently they're spectacular uh we're still in touch she's a good buddy from college so i want to dedicate this to him we were never able to go back and batman begins uh but simi almost 15 years after this movie came out uh it's remains as great and relevant as ever and we're always trying to come up with genre movies that aren't star wars or marvel that we can do and this is absolutely perfect so uh welcome my dude uh to the batman begins commentary on the bizzle cast Simi. what is popping how are you buddy i feel great to be back it's been too long it's been too long you've been traveling all over the place you know um i did i yeah. went to harry potter land in la la land i went to my brother's wedding out there went to detroit went to lansing where east lansing where i grew up and i went to the rock and roll hall of fame in cleveland awesome. saw my aunt and it was quite an adventure the last couple of weeks for all the shit that's been going down. Absolutely. That means that we haven't been able to do anything. And this is going to be mm-hmm. uh, an amazing mm-hmm. podcast. But more so, this is one of, I believe, mm-hmm. um, a cornerstone in a lot of the the superhero genre. Oh, yes. Um, and I have considering really quick semi in front of me. So awesome. I have the official list of superhero movies from 1978 until next year. Okay. So we're going to start this discussion at some point with Batman 1989 with Michael Keaton, which is 20 year anniversary, which is why this is perfect to be doing. Um, uh, but unlike that Batman franchise, semi, as we'll talk about this one just kept getting better in some ways as it went along, uh, as opposed to the Michael Keaton franchise as they kept 
replacing him and you know we don't need to talk about some of those movies um well but i think it's important to talk about them i think yeah. i think it's fair that like batman and batman returns were pretty great uh we and like we could talk about you know return was a little weird and kooky and kind of i love batman returns Danny devito was great you know no, no it's michelle pfeiffer see that's the thing dude my mate bane is no, amazing in dark knight rises my mvp in dark knight rises is anne hathaway anne hathaway and michelle pfeiffer as selena kyle are both spectacular characters and the sexual the, the real sexual chemistry and tension in both cases between the lead male and lead female characters batman and catwoman are awesome we won't be able to do this uh, bizzlecast listeners it's inevitable that we're going to have to reference dark knight and dark knight rises both to just do joker and bane impressions but mostly simmy you know to talk about how this launched an amazing trilogy of movies and then dc said we're starting from scratch and then batman v superman and suicide squad happened and the wonder woman's amazing and aqua man made a lot of uh, m- money it's unclear because christopher nolan uh, which we'll talk about later has remained involved with writing and in the franchise and i don't understand how they went from the dark knight movies but we are here to celebrate these three movies and this one it always uh, sur- surprises me see me how early it was in 2005 yes there was two x-men in one or two spider-man movies that all, were all greats that came before this or leading up to this but we we're also coming off of the, the return uh you know lord of the rings trilogy which was great but the exhausting in the matrix trilogy which was exhausting and disappointing to most people in the end um and not to mention 2005 dude again it was the year revenge of the sith yes was better and did better than people thought but still people were like done with star wars in 2005 but that was also the year that joss whedon released a, a movie on like a tenth of the budget of revenge of the sith called serenity based on the firefly franchise which far surpassed that movie and is one of the great science fiction movies of all time got him the avengers job and certainly the sort of nolan whedon connection of re- relaunching dc and re- uh, relaunching uh, marvel simi i think is gonna come up even though it's not in exactly the same time frame iron man and dark knight were both 2008 that's important to remember yeah and i think i think a lot of these movies were pro- proving that they could blow up a box office and that there was there was life in in the superhero movies that they, they could they could keep going even though you know they had failed similar to you know what happened with with star wars mm-hmm. um and also i think DC has has beaten Marvel and Disney to the channel, and it's not bad. Like, if you set aside a few things, all those DC movies and some of the new series that they're coming out with, I've actually watched a little bit. Um, they have a new series with Robin is kind of like the main dude, um, and that's pretty decent. Um, but the overall Batman franchise is coming out in all different ways. Even the show Gotham has shown a lot of success where it's, you know, Bruce Wayne as a kid and more focused on uh, Gordon as like a younger detective coming up, um, as well as Alfred as, you know, a role model. Oh, we're going to get to all that. Yep. Uh, so Gotham, Gotham's pretty good. I think Ben, ben McKenzie does a great job as it's, Gordon. And, uh, yeah. and, 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 and I forget the actor. I hope Maddie G is listening Alfred, to this. But it's great. Maddie G hate watches Gotham, but now he actually likes it, which is the funny. Maddie G is the guy that has to watch every D- DC thing on television, no matter how bad it is, because he's the DC guy. But he right. like was been hate watching and mocking Gotham, but eventually he just gave in to the guilty pleasure of the whole thing, which was just I, great. You know, I also really like Shazam. I, 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 Shazam I didn't see Shazam. Pretty, Here's the thing, Simi. Shazam Here's is my pretty problem. good. Here's the thing. 
I saw uh-huh. the Avengers movies because they're the Avengers movies. I saw Black Panther, right. of course. I saw Captain Marvel almost by obligation and didn't like it that much. I didn't see Aquaman. I didn't see Shazam. Dude, I didn't see X-Men. I, my, the love of my life and the best story ever. It was so poisonous and so toxic around the release of that movie by the press and everyone on social media. I said, you know what, Bizzle? I will wait till this comes on TV and watch it for a few bucks on my own late at night when I can be objective. Because are you talking about Phoenix? Yeah. You know what's weird? It's not even at any theater near me. It's really frustrating, to be perfectly honest. Like, it's at the huge theater in Bay Ridge where I could drive to, and I sometimes go to that theater. But here's the dirty secret. Here's the dirty secret. Not at Nighthawks. Not at Alma. No one seems to like it that much. Well, here's the problem, Sammy. Failure. Here's the problem. Uh Here is the problem. Other than X Men: Days of Future Past, which was a spectacular movie and made almost eight hundred million worldwide in a year, Simi. And Logan was incredible. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. 2015. I'm sorry. 2014. Days of Future Past made eight hundred million in a year. That a Captain America took the world by storm in the Winter Soldier, which many people, including me, still have maybe as the best Marvel movie of all time. But that's going to come up in this movie because of the Dark Knight comparisons to Winter Soldier. So table that for now. But Guardians of the Galaxy also took the world by storm in 2014. And yet X-Men still managed to make $800 million because people were so high on superhero movies at that point. Um, But dude, the two Deadpool movies and Logan have smoked all the X-Men movies. The rated R ones, which I've been pushing for, and Ryan Reynolds, thank God, is pushing for with X-Force, Deadpool, X-23, Domino, Psylocke, and all those characters. The rated R vision, that's what they're doing, man. That They're phasing out the X-Men. And it's the thing is, I can't even blame... We got to get to Batman Begins, but it, we, this needs to come up. I can't even blame Disney because Disney got Dark Phoenix dropped on their lap by Fox, who again had failed to put out... I mean, let's put it this way, Simi. Let's put it this way. Four movies with James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Nicholas Holt, Jennifer Lawrence, who have all been nominated or won major awards in all sorts of categories, those four. And then you add Sophie Turner, one of the most famous up-and-coming actors, actresses at, coming out of Game of Thrones with Maisie Williams and Amelia Clark, obviously. A great young cast around them. The classic Dark Phoenix story and Jessica Chastain, who's an amazing actress, as the bad guy. And you still screw it up. But I can't blame Disney in this one case because they inherited the mess. They tried to do reshoots they tried to make it a little bit more appealing in the trailers but it was already looking like batman v superman which is just like such a big downer no one wanted to say right i actually like batman v superman sorry i didn't go see it though but i did actually like it i actually think that's the best uh superman movie ever Batman, uh, A New Dawn. Justice League is the best Superman movie ever. Henry Cavill is so likable in his turnaround. I can't believe it doesn't get more attention. Justice League, I think I've only seen once, maybe twice, but I oh, thought I it was great. I thought it was great, too. Yeah. Um, the the b- major problem is, Simi, this was the problem. Can I tell you the problem? Can I tell you the problem? Wait, I like, let me just be clear, though. Yeah. I like Justice League more than A New Dawn. I don't know if you can call Justice League a, a Superman movie. It also Do you know what Wonder I mean? Woman. Like that's not fair. Like that's ev- everybody's in it. It's not a Superman movie. Like it, I don't know. It's more of a Batman movie than like if you're like you're that like, was the problem. You know, yeah. gun to your head. Yeah. Who who's the main character in this? Yeah. I think you have to say it's Batman. Yeah, not Superman. 
So, so okay. Or yeah. So yeah, let me lead us into the movie because so, some so of this history is going to come point. out. But Dawn yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah. It was, and, and they yeah. had good actors in it. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not a bad movie. And I don't like. Yeah. I don't and, love Ben Affleck. I don't love him. Okay. I don't hate him. He's not the worst. That's Batman. not the point. As much as yeah. I love George Clooney, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to save. It's a very complicated story because while people see Zack Snyder from DC and Joss Whedon with Marvel as rivals, they're actually old friends in the film industry. And Zack Snyder's da- uh, daughter committed suicide like a year and a half ago, and they tried to cover it up while he was making Justice League, and he couldn't do it. And they had brought Joss Whedon on to do maybe a Batgirl movie to come up with ideas, you know, do his own thing like he did with the Avengers. And they took him off the stuff he wanted to do so he could help his friend and do DC a solid. He made Justice League way more colorful and lovable. I'm sorry, the Man of Steel, Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, which may have been good to varying degrees, but we're still all dark downers. Um, and weren't artistic in the way we're going to see Batman Begins, which we're going to lead you in, guys, in a minute, Simi. Um, And then Joss Whedon got blamed by the Zack Snyder partisans for destroying Justice League, ruining everything. The problem, Simi, is they very publicly announced there was going to be two months of Joss Whedon reshoots that summer with Gal Gadot being, like, the main person. So I'm thinking, Simi... They're doing the smart thing, and they're going to either make Wonder Woman the co-lead with Batman in this movie, or make her the ultimate like leader, at least in the field, at the end. And she was. She was the heart, the way Princess Leia was. But she also, like, you could also criticize Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia in the original trilogy, not getting enough time. Um, it wasn't enough Wonder Woman, dude. And right. every metric, and we'll talk about the different Rachels, uh, which is important, you know, because the lack of female characters until Anne Hathaway maybe is a criticism that we'll come up with. Um, but it, it, it's clear from Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman and even much smaller movies starring women, movies with women as co leads or leads uh, make more money proportionally than the other way around at, at, at every level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think at the end, if we wanted to wrap up this conversation, um, lead us in, lead us in, lead there, us in with your there is a platform for DC and they can survive and they are tooth and nail going to be around for this. So uh, like in a world without Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, like it's pretty disappointing if these are the only like superhero movies. However, they're not bad. So as the as the B list, you know, as the you know appetizer to Infinity War, you know, and all that, you know, it, it, it's pretty. It, it, it's just not bad. It's pretty good. And these movies were great. I mean, you can take these and put all three of these on a pedestal next to the original two Batman. And be like, look, let's we, save we some have, of this. We can let's do save this. some of this. You know, let's save some. I'm going to give my quick final thought. I'll give you a quick final thought, and then guys, we're going to do the countdown. My quick final thought to me is, even though I didn't see this in the theater, you did. I saw Dark Knight uh-huh. in the theater. Was blown away. Obviously, you know the the buzz around Dark Knight Rises wasn't great. But in 2012, I was very sick and having problems. I didn't even see the Avengers in the theater in 2012. Like I didn't see anything in the theater 2012. But I did see Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins shortly thereafter, and really liked all of them. Um, but I will say, dude, it wasn't until I did the commentary with my boy Aaron like almost four years ago on Dark Knight and then Dark Knight Rises realized 
Not even then, but later. And dude, Aaron, if you're listening to this, this is my ultimate praise to you, is you were right. At the time, in 2015, I was really defending Marvel because, you know, they were going dark with Captain America. We knew Black Panther was coming and, you know, and everything like that. But then we got Guardians 2 and Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel and all the colorfulness. And even the Final Avengers movie, Simi, there's no stakes. In all three of these movies, which all take place in a city, the stakes are so huge. You know, um, and I, 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 I think people mistake the epicness of battles and, you know, galaxy spanning things as stakes. And so stakes, human stakes is something I want to bring up because because we had done the Ex Machina and her commentary, Simi, I'll throw it to you for final thought. Me and Aaron got super philosophical on Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises about what the Joker was trying to accomplish. Is he a nihilist? Is he rational? Um, you know, is Bane similar? Is he different? Is it possible the Joker was from League of Assassins, which we have to talk about? Or maybe he didn't know he was released by the League of Assassins to soften up Gotham. There's a million things to talk about here, man. But Aaron, you were right. Right, dude. I'm not saying these movies are objectively better than the best Avengers or Winter Soldier, but the stakes are definitely there. And Simi, my final thought, I'm going to talk about this again, is since these movies, Christopher Nolan, while I hated Inception, is literally the only movie I don't like of Christopher Nolan's. I love Memento. Prestige is like in my top 20 movies of all time. I love the Prestige. Great movie. I love Interstellar. I love Interstellar so much that I went back and did a commentary about it, man, a couple years later when I went back and watched it. Matthew McConaughey and Mackenzie Foy as his daughter and then Jessica Chastain as the older daughter. Amazing in that movie. And Anne Hathaway, again, killing it in multiple Nolan movies. Did we see these actors in multiple movies love Interstellar? And then, of course, he absolutely killed it with his World War II film, which I always forget the name, uh, but was absolutely. And this is the lead in Cillian Murphy. Men um, of Honor. Yeah, I'm sorry, Killian Murphy, um, who, who's, you know, the bad guy, the obvious bad guy, or one of the obvious bad guys in this. Right. And comes back hilariously as the judge during Bane's reign of Gotham in the third movie. Is great. Um, uh, you know, it was, it was one of the most. Um, fascinating 10 minutes on screen characters of all time in that movie which i didn't even realize you know what you know i'm talking about right the 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 yeah the judge fagan no 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 the christopher nolan movie about the french uh world war ii um uh dunkirk excuse me in 2017 uh, i didn't see that yeah, what yeah, yeah. oh no Dun- dunkirk's like saving private ryan thin red line uh i don't apocalypse love, i don't i don't love I don't love those movies. I hate. Yeah, but this I, is I'm the Christopher Nolan one. This is the Christopher Nolan them. one. Tom Hardy's a pilot. More. Tom Hardy's a pilot, a fighter pilot who says like two words and absolutely kills it in it. Um, uh, it's an ensemble cast, but there's lots. I mean, it, it, it takes place real time, but you don't realize that he's mixing up the times because he he strings together the experience of what was going on in that shore while they were waiting to get bombed and killed hundreds of thousands of French and English by the Germans and they miraculously like 80% of them escaped to England and that was the turning of the tide in the war uh, the Germans didn't push hard enough and it's a, it, it's it's not um Oh, you know, it's not dark in the way Apocalypse Now is. It's actually very hopeful in terms of most of the mm-hmm. soldiers. Cillian Murphy was like the one dark uh, soldier, um, but it was very complicated. But also... Um, have you seen the... Yeah, speaking yeah. of Tom Hardy and Killian Murphy, have you seen the Peaky Blinders? 
I've seen some episodes. My dad is obsessed with it. It's in like his top ten shows of all time. He loves uh, Blinders. We killed it. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, Tom Hardy is Tom Hardy is the Jewish gangster. It. Forget about it. Forget He's about a it. Dirty, dirty man in that movie. But yeah, uh, but Killian Murphy is just. Mm-hmm. So point B. That's when those, so this those, is my final thought. Let me finish my final thought so I can give you final thought when you get in the Go movie. Ahead, sorry. My final thought was... You were just dancing around yes, that show, yes, and I had to bring it yes. up. <laughs> was I already liked Memento. I already thought Prestige was cool. Then I saw I, Memento in Israel. Right, but then I saw... So I had seen Memento a million times before I'd seen any of the other ones. But you know me, uh-huh. I often favor directors and writers' early works, like a lot of you know hipsters. Um, like I say, Game of Thrones season one and two are way better than the other seasons. For example, Battlestar season three, one, two, one and two are better than three and four. Uh, I mean, I just go on, uh, Homeland season one and two are better than any of the other. I just go on and on and on. Um, and uh, but. Um, uh, but anyways, I, I've grown to appreciate Nolan, and I'll talk about that plenty. So you get final thought here because you saw it in the theater. <coughs> uh, you can save your recollection. So final thought, and then we're going to count the people. I in. mean, I, I also just want to emphasize, like yes. Batman was one of my original yes. comic book like heroes. Like when I was a kid, like as I've explained, what Star Wars meant to me, like and he wasn't one I of mine. Easily, yes. I could easily say Batman was right there because yeah. that was one of my dad's favorites. My dad had some some sure. original Batman comic books. I collected in '92. They came out with a series uh, on Fox called uh, Batman: The Animated Series, and there was also a comic book. So I watched all the it went from i think i had three seasons best animated um, series ever best music ever best animation ever best writing ever batman the animated series even though i didn't grow up a batman guy still in my mind i remember how amazing it was it was incredible it was on tv when i got home from school when i was in middle school when i was collecting comic books pretty hard uh and it it, it really was just replaying all the you know after seeing batman returns and and Batman, uh, you know, forever doesn't come out until I was in seventh grade. Um, and I actually went, uh, opening night when I was in seventh grade with my, my buddy Jay, who I just saw in LA and my buddy Alex, who I just saw in LA, who I grew up with. No, no. Uh, I do see him once in a while though. He, uh, he's friends with Feller and I, so we see them once in a while. Um, but no, the kids from I grew up in, in like I went to elementary school with. So we went like his uh, Jay had an older sister who was in college and she took us to see it on opening night during the week. It was like a Thursday at like I think the show was like started at 11 or something like that. So it was kind of a big deal. I mean, to be able to stay out that late as a 12 year old was kind of a big deal anyways to stay up till almost two in the morning, let alone that I was going to go to school. Speaking of two in the morning, we got two hours and 20 minutes of movie here. So I take the responsibility. Why don't we get the people into it? Is my mic popping on your end? Are you hearing like a popping noise from my mic? No, you sound great. And if we start right now, we should be able to finish at nine. So we'll be good. We're good, dude. We're, we're totally good. Um, Let's pop it out. All right, so let me do the little lead-in. All right, guys, so uh, I'm watching on Amazon, Semi's on Netflix. You might be on Blu-ray, DVD, whatever. It doesn't matter. Queue up to zero uh, minute at the main file for the movie. Uh, get your subtitles, zero hours, zero minutes, zero seconds. Uh, Simi, you're going to count from zero, right? You're going to do the normal five count um, yep. to make sure I'm aligned and make sure the people are aligned. Well, this is Batman Begins, after all, Semi Klimo, and I am thrilled to be doing this with you. So, guys... 
I'm going to count from three to two to one. I'm going to say go. When I say go, you hit place. And he's going to give you the five count. Around five, you'll see the black and white Warner Brothers logo come um, up to the front. Um, and uh, we will go from there, Simi. I have to say, I have not rewatched this in a few years. I remember it pretty well. I have some very pointed criticisms early on in this movie. But overall, I think it gets better and better as it goes along. Uh, and I'm a big fan of everyone who is in this movie. And so I can't yeah, wait to talk about the acting. Christopher Nolan uses the same actors, man, as we'll say, because they're all fucking great. So here we go, sure. guys. Um, all right. I'm pumped. Uh, so Batman Begins 2005 didn't make a lot of money, but boy, did the Dark Knight and start a revolution. And we will talk about that. So here comes the countdown. Three, two, one, and go. One, two, three, four, five. Here we go, baby. So you should be at the Warner Brothers picture, a Time Warner company. Just so you guys. Hans Zimmer, guys right up front. That. Hans Zimmer does the music of almost all these movies. He's spectacular. He does everything. He does the Pirates movies. He does the Call of Duty games. He's the best composer of all time. I love John Williams, but in terms of versatility, Zimmer's the most brilliant. I, I really like... Uh, Here we go. Also, keep in mind the special yes, effects. Yes, I love this. This is, this is 15 years ago, I guys. love So this. this is CGI 15 years ago. Like, not fucking bad. Like, look what they're doing, like, to blur in that bat symbol with all those bats. Here we go. And, and honestly, like, the whole thing about his parents and their relationship, I really like how they started it there yeah. because it's really important. Like, I didn't want to see the same one I saw before. If they're going to start over the canon, it's kind of, it's very similar. Um, you know, obviously the stories, they take a little turn and stuff, but they added this, this, this different friend in this story. And it's pretty cool. Like how they linked everything in together. Um, so John Favreau, very oh, there he goes. John Favreau, very open about Iron Man copying this movie with the Iron Man, uh, origin story. Right, with the dad being this, like, yep. you know, only, well, Iron Man's dad was way more. And while gay. it's all female, when you reverse it, Wonder Woman also draws heavily from this. And I can say those are three of the best origin stories other than Spider-Man since 2000. Whoa! So this is the thing, like, man. This is the thing. You embrace the thing you're scared of, right? That's, here we go. Right. Christian Bale oh, up there every- with Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the thing. best actors in the world. Boy, I, I will watch anything. This Asian guy is in The Golden Child, and he's also in uh, Gremlins. And I think he's all, his name's, uh, I think, Lum or something. Oh, man, he's in everything, too. I just want to point out, while well, Rachel Dawes is portrayed by two different actresses, it's kind of weird in all the movies and the references to me. She's completely made up for the movies, unlike Karen Page and Daredevil and so forth. She's completely a, a, a Nolan tool. Right. Oh, it's so wasteful. This was 16 years after Michael Keaton's Batman took the world by storm in 89. He's, this is like the beginning great. of Uncharted 4. <laughs> <laughs> so the debate begins is christian bale a better batman bruce wayne both i think they're both necessary because in a good in a good look toby Maguire was good too uh but like you can't do it forever you know you have to start you have to start it over at some point i think 
I think you get three or four movies and then, and then that's it. I mean, I was actually just thinking about that with Gaul. Like, luckily she's created the franchise, the franchise, but you know, she's going to do, she's done justice league. She's done uh, Dawn. Mm-hmm. She's done one wonder woman. She'll do probably what? Two more wonder women's and one more justice league. And then there'll probably be another wonder woman at that point. It'll probably be 10 years later. Right. Dude, the super colorful rainbow wonder woman poster they released last month. I cannot wait. Liam Nielsen is amazing. Nielsen. Nielsen, so. Okay, so, so I th- again, man, I saw Dark Knight before this. Full full admission, so I, I suspected pretty strongly. I knew Celine Murphy was a bad... Killian Murphy was a bad guy. I, I assumed pretty strongly. I didn't know if I knew who Ra's al Ghul was well enough to that twist to make a big deal to me. But I've wa- since watched a lot of Arrow and caught up on some of these comics. I'm a big fan, again, of the early Arrow seasons on the CW because it's very Batman, but with bows and arrows. Very dark. Um, but Ra's al Ghul is a major character and a big part of that series and some of the best stuff. And uh, like Cindy, I think I just want to, I want to parlay the beginning of the discussion about what works about the League of Assassins slash Shadows, what doesn't work, um, but they set it up amazingly in this movie. I really think it's a better... So what I, I think the original Batman, they sat there and they, they were like, let's just make it right. And they just went by the comic book and they made it dark and they made it scary. They were like, we're not going to make it goofy. We're going to make it a little scary. We're going to make it definitely PG-13. And but they're already talking like comic book characters, which you appreciate more. I appreciate more over time. Christian Bale's over delivery. And it, that's, that's part of the genre, even in these dark movies. You know, But Liam Neeson is so subtle. It's like what he does with Qui-Gon. It should be cartoonish and you just never want it to stop. Right. I mean, the same thing with the beginning of Spider-Man, yeah. the, how they, you know, they kill off his uncle in the first so, five Tim, minutes, let's, you know, like... You remember in Harry Potter early on, before they get to the uh, the school, we tried to fit a lot of exposition in to, because we knew it was going to pick up. So this is a giant misdirect, guys. You've seen it before. This is all a misdirect. He's testing him. He thinks he's going to join the League of Assassins, League of Shadows, whatever. Um, a semi. So this is the time to set up the big picture stuff. Christian Bale, like I said, the League of Shadows, uh, the the flashbacks, Katie Holmes, uh, who I actually think does quite well in this movie. And while I love I Maggie, she does great. I, while I love Maggie Gyllenhaal, and wish they had had Maggie Gyllenhaal in the first movie for continuity's sake because she's Academy level talent. She's been nominated at least once. Um, and I don't think Katie Holmes could have done the Maggie role in The Dark Knight. She does great in this movie and arguably has better chemistry with Christian Bale. But dude, unfortunately, the person who has the best chemistry with Christian Bale is by far Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. But you know what? Absolutely. That's why Absolutely. we. Oh, that's why we love each of the three movies. That's what's great. And the Avengers movies has that too, man. All four Avengers movies has stuff that you can really latch on to. All three Dark Knight movies, I think, has stuff you can really latch on to. This is beautiful. Yeah, the setting okay. of this is awesome. So some of these, because I, I, again, listen to my Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises commentary, which I treasure from Aaron from the early days. 
Simi, in each of the three movies, they spend time abroad, and then they're just in Gotham. Does it take you out of, like, you know how Spider-Man's always in New York until the new movie, but in general, Spider-Man never leaves New York? Uh, does it take us out of Gotham? Now, here we start out of away from Gotham. Um, well, this is his night with this. I actually wish they did a whole other movie before yeah. uh, he came back to Gotham, like, to really where... So, in this, spoiler alert, obviously, you've seen this fucking movie... If you're listening to us, you know, in this, he basically becomes a member of the League of Shadows and like uh, leaves the same day and never actually becomes a member of the League mm-hmm. of Shadows. But like in a lot of the comic books, he he was in the League of Shadows before he became Batman, not like training um, to be. Yes. Again, guys, apologies in advance. I will be calling it League of Assassins uh, instinctively because that's what they call it on Arrow. It's both in the comics. Uh, But again, Arrow mimics a lot of Batman. Um, He's rich, you know, crashed the plane, dad died, the whole thing, vigilante, but he kills people unlike Batman, which is interesting. Um, And he is is reborn from Ra's al Ghul. He's reborn. Right. But his sister. His sister. Lazarus Pit. Well, no, it's his sister, uh, Thea, who's reborn. I'm in love with Willa Holland. Oh, is that? Oh, did you watch? Is that the, Ryan Reynolds? No, that's not Ryan Reynolds. That can't be. Did Did you watch the whole? I've seen five seasons of Arrow. That That guy's the Klingon from Star Trek Sex. Yes, he is. I've seen three seasons of Arrow, and all of that's the, the best. That's the best. Oh, that's all you need to do. Three seasons ending with the lances and the Lazarus Pit. Razal Gould. How hot is Nissa Gould? Oh my God, she's such a badass. I love her. Yeah, Nissa's great. Uh, and then I also watched the other one with um, mm-hmm. with the the other Lance sister and mm-hmm. um, the, the Justice. Uh, oh tomorrow. man, yeah, it's great. Katie Actually, Lotz like is it. it's such, it's, Katie Lotz is a, is a super sexy, super smart lady. She was a Lady Gaga dancer. She's an amazing actress. They built that whole show around her. There's, I also, it's very Doctor Who-ish, considering it is Doctor Who. And again, and my boy Matty G, who's the DC guy, loves the it for that exact reason. He loves Doctor Who. He loves the campiness when it's created. And I fun. love, I love historical fiction. Like I love mm-hmm. a timepiece mm-hmm. with another story going on. Like I think that's incredible. That's like my favorite thing because okay. I love history, but I'm ADD yeah. and I get bored from it. So. Here, Simi, problem number one with this movie. We're never really meant to care about Liam Neeson. We don't really get the personal connection other than them selling it as two great actors. And if you're not a comic books person, like I wasn't with DC at the time, then the League of Shadows just sounds like a normal terrorist organization. Um, it's a lot of fan service. I want to point out to me, this made less than $400 million in the box office, which was less than the X-Men movies of the time. Um, but The Dark Knight made over a billion, which had never been done before in 2008. So... I mean, I, so I watched The Dark Knight twice yesterday, or one and a half, well, twice almost. Uh, and because I started a half an hour in and watched it full. And then when I went to dinner at my friend's house, I put it on like in the background. And so I could watch the first half, but then I basically watched the whole thing again. Heath Ledger is fucking phenomenal. Like, he's just fucking phenomenal. It may be the best portrayal of an actor like of creating a character that I've ever seen in my life, like by far, you know, it's not even like, it's amazing. I think Look he actually took a bunch of drugs just to be like that. Look how young and sexy he is. Woo. 
they do a really good job at making also Katie Holmes and Christian Bale look skinnier and, and younger uh, in some of these flashbacks. So mm, I have a whole theory that them. I call the... Because <laughs> um, they are kids as opposed to themselves? Oh, yeah. you, you mean the upcoming flashbacks of post the trial and everything? Correct. Correct, 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 correct. Sorry, so not there's a the giant one, miscommunication. The ones when, they do when he goes and sees yes. Fagan. Right. So the whole movie, he has to hold in that he's Batman, and she's saying, you're selfish, you're a dumb rich kid, blah, blah, blah. He has to hold it in, right? And then in the second movie, Maggie Gyllenhaal says to him, if you give up Batman... I will come to you. And he's about to do it, and Harvey Dent ruins it because he, he doesn't want to lose Batman. And then Rachel s- tells Michael Caine through the letter that she was never going to come to him. It never really adds up with Rachel. Is she a sister? Is she a girlfriend? You know? like they- She was kind of full of shit in the end, and maybe that's why I didn't yep. like that Maggie, the Maggie Gyllenhaal's portrayal of her. Because, yep. A, I think Katie Holmes is way hotter. And I think Katie Holmes is a very good actor, and like she just never finished her career, which is fine. Like she just stopped acting. So, you know, like she did Dawson's Creek, and then she did things like this, and they're then she stopped pretty. acting. To me, their attractiveness doesn't figure in. I think they're both good actors, but I've seen Katie Holmes in bad movies or bad performances. Right. I've never seen Maggie Gyllenhaal put in less than a stellar performance. Fine. My point is, but they I kill don't her halfway through Maggie the Dark Knight. They kill the her witch. halfway through the fuck. What they Here we did. go. This looks great. This looks great. No, they can't the, It's the end. Okay, Simi. Uh, so, f- full um, oh, little foreshadowing here. Um, uh, I am watching this on my Mac, which has extremely high resolution, but an extremely small screen. So CGI stuff is going to look better for for me. Uh, so uh, you tell well, me how TV. stuff looks. Yeah. So you can tell me how. Like the monorail, I remember on my big TV looking a little fake, but right there it was looking good. No, mine looked great. I look great. He's having a panic attack. Yeah, it's a cute kid. So I have a whole theory about this. I call it the Batman effect, and I think it's an economic theory that the the poor get so bad that it, it like if the if Republicans and everything had their way and they actually did the separation so dramatically and all their tax breaks and canceled all the public programs, mm-hmm. there's going to be this like ridiculous uproar of like civil unrest, and then it has people like climbing over the streets and killing rich people. So, and that's not what they want either. So I call it the Batman effect because the, the crime got so bad that like they couldn't go, go to like they're, they're exiting the opera mm-hmm. and they're going to get shot by the night King. It's fucked the up. arrow. The arrow origin story is way more interesting than this. You know who this is? Is it the guy from the matrix? No, this is the night King. Oh uh, yeah. The guy from uh, Game of Thrones that Arya kills in the end. I don't think it's uh, yeah. Didn't you watch the last the episode where Arya? Yeah. Kills the Night King. I, I, the last episode really washed over me artistically, though. It was. Oh, you only saw the last episode. I, oh, I saw no. parts of The last of episode season... is a shitty. Is not great. I Number don't three. agree with that. It doesn't. I'm just saying it doesn't matter. Like it's just a lot of letdown and stuff. I'm saying the absolute best episode of the season was episode three. Okay, let's not get on Game of Thrones because I disagree with everyone on everything on Game of Thrones. I love the early seasons and I love the final episode. Here we go. So here it is. Random violence, dude. 
this motivates everything. You know what, though? At least this is a reason. Daredevil, we never really get Matt, why Matt Murdock hates himself so much. It's not his fault that his dad gets beat up in the ring. You know? it's it's it, Other than the Catholic guilt, which is a big thing. Here we go. It's cute. Talk about an actor that puts in either spectacular or weird performances with Gary Oldman or both. Uh, I really appreciate that. Or spectacularly weird, like yeah. in like uh, Fifth Element. <laughs> That's why I like Sam Rockwell too, because Rockwell does that as well. Or in uh, The Professional, he's great. The Professional, actually, he, he should have won an Academy Dude, Award. He is Gordon in some ways more than For any of the other characters of the other characters. He does a great Gordon. I mean, I love I love J.K. Simmons, but it doesn't make sense within their current universe that that would be Gordon. Oh, yeah. So we're 15 minutes in. He's fighting Razo Ghoul for reasons we don't understand. We're having flashbacks. Parents are dead. He's rich. We feel bad. Isn't J.K. Simmons also in um, the Genesis? He's in everything. Right. No, isn't he the cop in Genesis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so because of that role, I actually think he's actually not a bad Gordon. Because he can be he can be that guy too. You know what I mean? Like like where he's like, You guys you guys are from the future. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking know it. You know, like it was perfect. So that's more Gordon, like down to earth, like mm-hmm. patient. Do like, you know what this relationship is reminiscent of to me? Hmm. Young William Wallace and Young Myrne and and Braveheart. This like I, this beautiful young little girl that comforts you and when everyone's dead, and then you come back many uh, years later flower, in absolutely. the flower and you yeah fall they stole that and I so Gotham's portrayal of Alfred is awesome and because like Alfred references in these movies that like he was. A special in special in British special forces. Basically, he has a great story about the. Everybody knows the line. He's like, some people just want to let it burn. You know, this, uh, makes, this makes no sense. Uh, okay, what? real quick, real quick, off the top of your head, three favorite Michael Caine performances. Mine are Children of Men, The Dark Knight Rises, and maybe The Prestige. The thing is, dude, the Arrow Island backstory is great for two or three seasons, but then they keep continuing it, and it's less interesting. What you described about having another movie with the background, Arrow does too much of. Like, they just can't find the right balance with DC. It's like too much exposition, not enough. This was amazing, though. Can I answer my own question earlier? Oh, that was a totally Karate Kid show. Uh, those 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 three movies are great. I mean... Those three, like no, what no, else? But what I said about Christian Bale, better Batman, better uh, Bruce Wayne. You know what I realized, along with everything I admitted earlier, and will continue to admit about these movies being great. They decided they were going to get Christian Bale and build a Batman around him, and that was the exact right thing to do. He was already a great, acclaimed actor, and he's gotten even more legendary since then. Uh, they did it with Tony Stark and to a certain extent Captain America with Marvel. Um, but I think that's part of why, dude, they felt like they had to separate after these three movies everything else because they're like, without Christian Bale, it's not even the same universe. It's like doing, God, it's, it's like, 
It's like doing a There Will Be Blood sequel without Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> you know, in this movie, like, they really didn't spend enough time with this. I know, especially when you watch Arrow. Oh, man. Arrow did a better job with it. It was your father's. Yeah, this is great. They could have done a whole thing, and then in the end, Speedy. he leaves, you Poor know? Speedy. I love Willa Holland. She's done, one of my huge crushes. Whole, they could have done a whole movie yeah. of just this. So, okay, Simi. So, uh, like I said, John Favreau, very open about stealing a lot from the structure of this movie, which seems obvious. I don't know why I tell the kid to admit it, but it's nice of him. This is the cave stuff with Iron Man, right? And this is what the separates Marvel and DC. Is here, it's this medieval fight that's very dark and very medieval. And in Little Marvel, Highlander, Little Highlander. Right, but the equivalent of this in Iron Man is like hijinks of him building his crazy suit in a cave and then blowing up a bunch of terrorists. <laughs> I guess in both cases, it's tears. Oh, there's the ice. You mentioned that. And this, of course, is revisited at the end of Dark Knight Rises when people are exiled by Bane and uh, Killian Murphy and so forth to walk the ice on the river. He is, they're both such good actors. Do they tie him in later on? And I'm just forgetting. They explain more about how we know so much about Bruce Wayne and manipulating him and so forth. Or does it just end here when the reveal and the battle happens? I mean, okay. I don't think I think they recruited him because of who he is, but about what he was doing in Asia. You know, I mean, he was trained. See, there's this gap again. They could have done that because he obviously wouldn't have been kicking all that ass in uh, the prison without something. You know what I mean? think about it like where did he get that training right but here's like, the thing yeah. but marvel marvel said here is the very beginning of iron man and then they said here's the very beginning of captain america now they didn't say here's the very beginning of thor which is part of the reason i love thor one is he's fully powered and he's been around mm-hmm. for a thousand years and they just get right. into the story with him and natalie portman and everything right so here i felt you know they're you're right they ha- they felt like they had to pile in a ton of exposition i wonder in hindsight if christopher nolan would go back and say i'd love to do a prequel um you know christian bale is ageless i guess it's a little late now they could have done it later maybe i mean let's be honest to me let's be honest they're doing a black widow prequel and if there's one character in the mcu that does not need to be de-aged digitally it's scarlett johansson she looks just as young and gorgeous as she did as lost in translation when i fell in love with her 20 years ago what a beautiful house. Oh my god. See, so Look like at the way so he like, shoots this okay. though. We don't see this. So he's he, probably he's yeah. probably twenty seven thirty or thirty when he's with Roz right now, right? He's between twenty five and thirty. And right now he's like twenty or nineteen. So there's something that he does for six years. Mm-hmm. I mean you can tell he fills out by the time he's fighting that dude in that jail. So where did, what happened there? I mean, I know the whole thing, he, he gives away his code, his money, and just joins the street. But, like, you know, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you need to go, like, poor people don't train people how to fight. Can, like, before we get, really quickly, before we get uh, Rachel Dawes, can I just give a Maggie shout-out, Simi? Which is, we have, Maggie had to re- do a recast, be loyal to the character, um, 
and die halfway through would not be fully developed all the criticisms we've already laid out there but you know what her shadow hovers over the dark knight rises like crazy like in some ways maggie gyllenhaal's rachel does is bigger in the dark knight rises because of the shadow over him um, well because like his the death that like follows him is from her, and his ultimate he, failure his ultimate man. failure wasn't you know harvey dent in, in some ways it was you know it was rachel I guess it's both of them. So this is what I meant by they did a good job of making him look young. Oh, she's so cute. Unfortunately, she's still the girl from Dustin's Creek. Oh, man. She's I tried cute. to watch her in Logan Lucky with a southern accent. It did not work. It, you're, you're right, dude. It, this works with the time jump, even though she looks nothing like Maggie Gyllenhaal. Katie Holmes being kind of young and girlish here, and him looking younger. Yeah, where it works. Yeah, it translates. It's crazy. No one puts in a bad performance for Christopher Nolan. I don't care who you are. And they all step it up. And you know what? Maggie Gyllenhaal hinted pretty strongly that she did not like working with Christian Bale, but she also said very strongly that he's a brilliant actor. And she loved the experience. That's pretty much the agreement around Christian Bale. Daniel to me, Lewis. she'll always just be Joey. Yeah. She's she's too cutesy for me. I'm more a Maggie guy. Nah. She lives in my neighborhood. Her brother's about to be the best Spider-Man bad guy of all time, Mysterio. With that sexy beard. Mm-mm-mm. Jake Gyllenhaal, what a hottie. Wait, he's going to be a bad bad guy in Spider-Man? Well, said? I don't know. He's Mysterio. We never know what Mysterio's doing. He starts as Spider-Man's friend. He's like superhero from another planet, supposedly, but we'll see. But wasn't Jake Gyllenhaal... Oh, that wasn't Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm sorry. Would you buy this? I mean, this is sold completely through performance from Christian Bell that he would even consider this. Of, this is, of course, mirrored when the guy tries to shoot Harvey Dent in court. And the second one, he's like, Chinese, carbon fiber, unreliable. In the, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't kill him. <laughs> Faded. It's a revolver. Um, so he does stand yeah. and he leaves. So this is important about Batman, dude, and Daredevil's done a good job of this, is even though it's modern, it's a noir uh, property. And so you have to keep hearkening back to noir with the color scheme, with the revolvers, with the old school dialogue and dress in some cases, right? It's supposed to feel like a pulpy 50s detective comic story. Oh, there it is. Someone else shot him. Also this line right here. Hey, Joe, Falcone sends his, you know, some mm-hmm. chick... So Rachel's going to know, and she's going to get on him for the entire movie. And I, I hate this in films. And it, this this is unfair to Katie Holmes. She doesn't even get to flourish in this as much as I would like. Look at how this is shot. I think she does better when he comes back. Uh, dude, I will say, if you watch original X-Men and X2, it's shot pretty similarly to this. They got away from it. X-Men and X2 are, are pretty gritty in some ways compared to the more recent stuff. The most recent X-Men movies are great. I mean, Days of Future Past is probably it's amazing. the best. But that's because they brought movie. the original cast back with Patrick Stewart and, and Logan as well as the new and cast. And Logan. 
and Ian. Um, and speaking of which, I I know this is crazy, Simi, but part of me thinks my favorite Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman performance are The Prestige. It's my favorite. That's an A level actor on A level actor male leads. That's yeah. Uh, that is a great movie. Batman and Logan, not bad. So here's the difference. So she's playing up the comic book angle of like a Batman love interest slash friends, which is exactly what they're calling for and exactly what she was doing. The reason they brought in Maggie Gyllenhaal and also, by the way, dude, Harvey Dent um, in the second movie um, with um, what's his name? Who's so great. Who doesn't get enough roles? Who plays Harvey Dent? Aaron Eckhart uh, is they wanted also the Punisher. Well, and dude, this is the thing. <coughs> Here's the big thing: is that the Dark Knight is considered by the majority of comic book fans and non-comic book fans as the best comic book movie ever, and that cannot be ignored. And that's part of why they introduced that was a nice little bit of realism there. Yeah, like she just keeps slapping him. He probably told her to do it, like with Logan and Lara, you know, and just telling him to hit him, telling her to hit him. Um, but Maggie, that was a real slap. You but yeah, but, the color. Dude, but the, 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 the somewhat more feeling of, of attorneys and realism with, with Harvey Dent and Rachel, with, with Maggie and Aaron Eckhart in the second movie was intentional. And that's why they went from 370 million to 1.1 billion in three years. I'm not saying it's because of those two. More Gordon in the second one, right? More gritty stuff. The Joker is everyone's favorite villain. This is one of the best scenes in the movie. What what he says to him. So, uh, this guy, he's in the... Is he in the next one? I can't remember. He's a famous actor. Tom Wilkinson, excuse me. Yeah. This is incredible. So fear um, is a big thing. His fear, but also him wanting to Gotham not to be fearful. You pointed out a huge theme early on, Simi, but the other two movies, which is the cops are corrupt in the second one, but then the average people in the third one are corrupt and the cops are the good guys and it makes no sense. Yeah, they're, they're just all killing corrupt. rich people. Yeah. Right. And then they have that gangs in New York fight where the cops and the hoodlums just run at each other. This is great. He's not wrong. So this is the part. Sorry for the pause people. No, this so this it, is a pep talk with he's yeah. like who do you think you are? Yeah. Don't come down here trying to do something. Yeah. So Right. What one of my bizzlisms is that when English people and people from the Isles don't often nail American accents, it's because they go too hard like New York. But here they're specifically asking Wilkinson to talk like a New Yorker, so he must have been really happy about it. It's like Doc, it's like Doctor Strange. Like you know, Cumberbatch just went way over the top in the first movie. He's gotten a lot better with the accent since then. Begged, fucking asshole. He was right there. We know he didn't beg for mercy. That's not true. It's the thing, man. I'm, I'm just going to say it. 
Arrow and Daredevil, while both stealing for Batman, are more interesting characters. But Batman was first, and there's something very primal about Batman. I want you to talk about him being a, a part of your childhood. I love the animated series, but I didn't read DC, even really much Batman growing up. So I'd love to hear that from you. Well, I also uh, got really into Robin. Robin had his own like comic book series back, that I also collected. So Robin had his own series that I also collected, but... I really like what they did in these movies, too, because they took things from all the different comic books, from uh, DC's uh, Batman Detective series, DC's uh, the animated series. They, they, they took a lot of it, and they, they thought about it, and they created a new, can- a new yeah. canon from some of the things that were already written, and they really dove into it. Um, I just wish they – I wish the movie kind of started here – and then we see a little bit more because there's going to be this like uh, pause for all. By the way, that that Russian guy is the same Russian guy from uh, Snatch, and he does all Wait, those. That uh, two note theme is incredible. Literally, the Dark Knight dun, dun, is literally the theme through the whole thing. But Hans Zimmer just keeps building around it. By the way, guys, if you just want, if you like action music, like from Born movies and stuff. Hans Zimmer soundtrack to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which they're currently remaking at the moment. Uh, the best Call of Duty game of all time. Hans Zimmer did the soundtrack to it. It's absolutely spectacular. That guy, Gladiator, that guy can do anything. Interstellar soundtrack, all-time great. He says he's not a criminal. I didn't steal anything. He was stealing stuff from Wayne Enterprise. I think we can agree he's not Qui-Gon Jinn, right? <laughs> And this is my problem with Christopher Nolan. He has trouble writing for humanity at times. He needs actors and actresses like Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway to come into his movies, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and bring real humanity. Because otherwise, people like Christian Bale and Tom Hardy can be just so dark. I mean, Tom Hardy's hilarious, but you know what I mean. It's, everything's very grave. Have we seen a smile this entire movie? One? No. He's a fucking psychopath. Ra's al Ghul is a psychopath. Like... There wouldn't Dude, be a smile. There people wouldn't be say a- Gal Gadot changed things because she's Wonder Woman, the first big female superhero. No. That scene in the trailer of her with a smile on her face climbing that ladder to go into the battlefield joyfully with that Gal Gadot smile, that's what locked it in. People want, even in these dark movies, their heroes to be relatable. And I think they go out of their, oh, there's the Razagul stuff. They go out of their way to not make Christian Bale relatable in the three movies. And I didn't realize that till much later. You're not really, it's not Captain America or even Tony Stark. You're not really supposed to identify with this guy. Or at least I don't. Wow. This would be mm-hmm. scary as, no, I don't think you're supposed to relate. You're just supposed to, right. you know, be in awe of their, you know, abilities. Yeah. For the you record, know, I mean, there's also, yeah, there's also all these new, uh, cartoons that have been coming out there's a lot of good action scenes so it leaves room for us to talk about our love affair with you know different parts of dc and stuff like that um but there's there's all these new r-rated and um like there's a movie called killing joker um and there's these r-rated cartoons and pg-13 rated cartoons Mm -hmm. that have been coming out that are pretty incredible like with some of the dc's way ahead but marvel's coming strong i mean dc's got their channel already they got the cw they got their cartoons they got the harley quinn stuff they got the you know james do you know anything about spawn let's let's table spawn okay yeah but i mean just the the concept i love image comics no no i want to talk about it i just want to table it 
because we've already have to deal with Marvel at some deal with Marvel at some point. By the way, I, I much prefer Dark Knight to Iron Man uh, in two thousand eight. I still don't love any of the Iron Man movies. I love Tony Stark as Iron Man in the Avengers and Captain America: Civil War. I just don't really like the Iron Man movies. Whoa. Oh, I think this movie's better than Iron Man. Oh, oh. I think this no, is no, one no, of the no, best uh, no, movies. Dark Knight vs. Iron Man, 2008. Uh, also, by the way, you, we, were, we were starting this off. This is actually my favorite one. I like the other two. I think yeah, they're that's good what movies. the real fans say. Uh, but this is incredible yeah. that they were able to, you know, climb out of the grave. I didn't mean that condescendingly, this. by the way. I mean, like, the true Batman fans, this is their favorite. Oh, I didn't find it kind of sad. Yeah, I, I, I Mark think, Hughes from I mean, Forbes, who's like a friend of a friend online, who writes for Forbes and does a podcast with a, a friend buddy of mine. Uh, he has this as like his number one comic book movie of all time. I think, as of a few years ago. I mean, this is a true. This is such a better origin movie, you know. I will say, Liam Neeson in his short role in the beginning of kingdom of heaven in this same year is much more interesting and memorable, but that just goes to show you how many movies he's in and how great he is in all of his movies. Is this guy also in, um, inception? I don't know, but this guy looks like the head of the United Federation of planets and star Trek six, the undiscovered country. Or one of the Klingons, who are all vaguely Asian. Right. This is this is the this is the Daredevil scene with Elektra in season two, where Elektra says, "This is the guy that killed your dad," and Elektra's like, "Oh, he's Matt's going to enjoy this so much," and she just doesn't get it. He's not a killer. That's what turns him off to her. That's the thing, dude. Daredevil, while copying Batman, three seasons of Daredevil on TV, they got to do a lot of the world building that three movies just doesn't have the time to do. Also, while Ben... Your your compassion is something your enemies won't won't share. That's why it's important. I mean, this is straight Dark Jedi stuff, right? Jedi, Dark Jedi. I mean, this is Sith Jedi stuff. Right. And the difference between... Uh, By the way, like, you quick, know. I, I don't want to keep bringing this up. I love how for the last two years since it was announced, everyone was falling all over themselves The Game of Thrones, Double D's, doing Star Wars. And then after the last episode of Game of Thrones, they're like, oh, get them off Star Wars. <laughs> Typical fans. Constantinople, Rome. They hint this in the Defenders on Netflix with the, with the hand, you know, being around for thousands of years. So Courtney Weaver talks about being in Constantinople. They, right. This, the mythology is great, but even in Arrow, dude, they don't really. We get the Lazarus Pit, and we go to Asia and various places, but we don't really get like the history. That's that's super interesting, and they do that in the comics, as you know, dude. They'll just jump right. back three thousand. They'll say three. You know, that little orange yellow bar three thousand years ago. Jump to something completely different. But the thing is, that's like not clear. Also, is like. Like, think about these men that are surrounding him that joined this fucking league. They've been doing it forever. They've been fighting like this forever. Like, how is he, you know... I know. I just... Like, 30 like, minutes in, I'm just not yeah, caring. 15 minutes in. 30, right. Dude, in Rogue One, we're about to see the hologram scene with Saw Gerrera right now. I mean, you just got to move quicker or, or, or slower, as you said. 
Yeah, I just think. I mean, th- this is pretty quick. That this is this. They ended. They should have right made here. this movie longer. Yeah, and just said. They should have. They could. They could have made this movie into two movies easily. Christopher easily. Nolan actually does a great job of not uh, prolonging his movies. Uh, yeah, I his, mean, his World War II movie, by the way, was PG-13. You'd never know it. You don't realize there's not a lot of blood. It's about the fear of the soldiers. Um, and it was like an hour and 40 minutes. Dunkirk. I mean, brilliant. Brilliant. The more, another kinda, or something. This is kind of incredible. I mean, he like so, destroys their clubhouse in a matter of seconds. Another point for this movie is one of the critiques of the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises is poor hand-to-hand combat. This does not look amazing, but th- certainly investing more in this early part with the hand-to-hand stuff. I mean, yeah. you can't even compare this to Morpheus and Neo and Smith. I mean, it's not even close, which is weird to say, but it's not Nolan's specialty, so who cares? And Batman's all about brutality. It's not about finesse. No, they they're they don't really do the whole ninja thing. <laughs> Even mean, though it's clear this, that like he compare is a ninja. this to season like, one. Compare this to season one of Arrow, right? Arrow, you have more time, you have much better fighting, you have a vigilante who kills, so it's more interesting. He's got a whole family situation, that's interesting. But then it gets drawn out and drawn out and drawn out, and while I love Stephen Amell as the arrow, uh He's not Christian Bale, you know? And they you know, have directors... You know, you know. Ooh, that looks fake but good. Lord of the Rings. Whoa, there you go, sliding. CGI somebody. CGI Liam Neeson. This is cool. So... Thus begins the saving of your enemies, which is a major theme in Daredevil, Batman, and Captain America, which bothers me but is fascinating. And this is impossible, by the way. He's six four, six five, and weighs probably. This is like the guy that walks into the hospital, and you're like Rosario Dawson's character, you know, Claire Temple, and he goes, uh, "I got shot three times because I tried to rape a girl," and you like have to heal him because you're a doctor and nurse. I I could never do that. I could never do that. So you know, in Daredevil's back, so Daredevil's backstory makes a ton of sense to me for a couple it does. of reasons, and his powers because, make more sense too. Yeah, yeah, because like it's not only that; it's like he was a boxer <laughs> before all this happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when you grow up watching your dad box and like mm. knowing how to box, like that's an incredible like skill that like quick takes side note years. Quick side note: uh, you know, one of the critiques of these movies by people who aren't into the genre or this character universe is the fast and easy use of Eastern mysticism and themes, but that's going to happen because this has been explored over decades of Batman and Arrow and, and so forth, you know? And so if the people reviewing this, you know, from snobby newspapers aren't going to take the time to do a little research, then it's like with Dr. Strange, like with Tilda Swinton, you know, like the ancient one, you know, should she have been? I don't know, but it's more like Iron Fist. It's more complicated than just white people doing Eastern stuff. But I get the optics of it. At least they're headed back towards Gotham. Finally. Yeah, it is shitty that they even still had Ra's al Ghul be a white guy as well. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it's and just I a white think guy what's nice about this dude is yeah. the the Marvel movies I love, like Winter Soldier and, and Avengers, a lot of those movies, Guardians, I tend to love the middle act, um, you know? 
but what's nice about this is we had a super epic opening act with the flashbacks and the fighting, and now we think we're getting into a comfortable position, and that is what makes Killian Murphy's character so compelling coming up. Is he just, you know he's the bad guy, but he just, he's so good looking, charismatic, he just slides right in there. And dude, again, fear is the, look, I think the, the, the theme of the second movie with Joker is clearly nihilism versus, you know, meaning in life, existentialism, like, you know, is he's just a dog chasing cars, as, as the Joker says, right? Bane is about big ideals having to do with the world and so forth. This movie is about fear, personal fear, everybody's personal fear, right? And I think that's what makes it human and interesting. And again, more points. This looks amazing. Okay, so Gotham looks different in every movie. Here they're going straight for Manhattan, uh, New York. But dude, we... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I I know he's not funny in this movie, but he's so funny in this this one. So listen, speaking of fear and speaking about... all these things. Um, I think they were afraid to do a movie, a Batman movie without showing the suit. Okay. And I think they're, I believe the movie. Should well, Marvel fans end are complaining the, about that all the time. No iron right. suit, no daredevil suit, no captain America suit. Yeah. Right. right, right. It's all about the suit. But what's right? the best part so, of the winter soldier is him well, and Scarlet are in plain clothes. Half the movie fighting. It's great. I think you could have ended the movie right there on the plane, yeah. okay, and done a whole other movie with 45 more minutes or another hour. I'm going to have to watch The Dark Knight after this, by the way. Yeah. Just now, okay? Just mm-hmm. now is when it should have ended on the plane. And then this movie is really the evolution of Batman. And this, mm-hmm. that would be the real Batman Begins. But I think they were mm-hmm. so scared that they were going to lose everybody mm-hmm. within the backstory that they're like, okay, we can't do that. Like, we have to show them the suit. We have to show them Batman. We can't just show them, you know, Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. We can't, like... By the way, you know... One of my favorite things in the season one of arrow which seems so dumb with the journal with all the names you're like oh this is convenient and then you you realize halfway through the season that maybe arrow shouldn't be killing everyone in the journal with all the names and he's not thinking about it that's it's a thing oliver's kind of dumb and that makes his character interesting that you know like batman has flaws bruce wayne has flaws but being dumb is not one of them i kind of like no, that the arrow is just dense and stupid at times people in the room. yeah and while it gets annoying that his family and friends are constantly guilting Oliver, it, it does work with his character being kind of like, you know, I'm going to do the right thing and not really think about it. <laughs> Major man crush on Steve yeah, I think- too. I love the ar- green arrow. I actually really like the green arrow. Or, the, uh, or arrow. Or whatever. No, I like the, green the series. Yeah. I thought they did... They did well, the right thing calling it this- Arrow, and then they eventually started calling it the Green Arrow. They did the right thing. Right. Right. Oh, right. I remember that. Which is what's great about Captain America is that they make him Captain America in the first Avenger on purpose as a propaganda tool, and he doesn't realize till halfway through the movie that he's being used by the United States government. He's nothing. The whole Captain America thing. And so he says, you know what? I'm going to go invade a bunch of Nazi camps and earn the captain title, and then no one questions it again. And dude, yeah, here's seriously. here's that the comparison. Awesome. Here's the comparison. 
Chris Nolan, to his credit, has said, I made this movie not thinking I was going to make a second. And he said, I made The Dark Knight not thinking I was going to make the third. And you know what? Artistically, that's great. But there's tons of incontinuities just in terms of feeling and tone between the three movies. And that's inevitable. And the MCU suffers from the other thing, which is they've been planning it for 20 years and we just got the 12 years of it. But they were planning it, you know, and so now they're planning it ahead. Oh, here we go. Does that make sense, though, Simi? Like the advantage of playing? Yeah, but I yeah. think I think you should I think you should go ahead and make the six hour movie and break it up where it makes sense. If the six hour movie is two movies, then I'll set for three, three hour movies. If it's three movies, it's then the three opposite movies, of Lord you know? of the Rings. Peter Jackson says I'm going to film from '96 to 2001 and release all three at once. Essentially, this was three or four years between films. He did multiple movies between each of these movies. He did The Prestige well, after this, then The Dark Knight, then Inception, then The Dark Knight Rises. That's the order. <laughs> well, I famously said, said uh, foot fetish like Tarantino, fuck Kill Bill, I'm waiting for the sequel. Because, like, I was annoyed at Kill Bill because, like, why don't you just let me watch Kill Bill and Kill Bill 2? Like, I'm a okay. fucking grown, I'm a grown-ass why? man. Like, let me just watch the movie all at once. Simi? Why is Killian Murphy so beautiful? Is it his eyes? Is it... I, I can't... He's just like this gorgeous specimen of a human being, but he's also weird <laughs> and creepy looking at the same time. It's those big, glassy eyes that are almost like white. They're so and blue, they're white. Look, oh, look, at he's so good looking. I mean, Peaky Blinders, man. that's the thing. He gets better looking as he gets old. You know how old he is now? He's about, he's a few years older than 45? us. 45? Yeah, he's like 43. He looks so great in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, no, he, he looks like a, he's much more masculine in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, he's much he more looks feminine here, which is why I'm attracted to him, I think, yeah. Totally. It's like Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne looks like Felicity Jones, which I realized much later. Peaky Blinder, you know what? Um, I'm going to go with your dad on this. Peaky Blinder is, is definitely in my top 10 shows oh, ever. Yeah. You have to watch it with Person the subtitles. Of color. But... Oh, this is a great... Um, Not many of them. This is a very comic book scene that's mm-hmm. coming up right here with him mm-hmm. like golfing with her and like showing her how to mm-hmm. swing a club. Can, can I say one missed opportunity? In the comics and some of the other materials, Morgan Freeman... What's his character's name? Morgan Freeman? Uh, Fox. Um, Fox's daughter, who's like a brilliant young scientist, is left out of the secret, but figures it out pretty quickly. And she's kind of an annoying thorn in Batman's side, but she just wants to keep developing like new tech for him. I love Morgan Freeman, but the idea of his daughter being nosy and being the one to develop the tech with a young black woman would have been very interesting. Again, uh, with these huge casts. (coughs) Do you watch... uh do you watch like Batgirl and, and Flash as well? Batgirl doesn't exist. I haven't seen Batwoman. I'm sorry, uh, Supergirl and Flash. I love Melissa Benoist and Supergirl. I love that cast. I like the writers, but the CW formula of spinning the camera and everyone's hair is looking too pretty. It's just, I can't take it. I, I am planning on watching Supergirl season four, though. That came to Netflix. I heard it's it's good, and I love her. And I, I That's by far my favorite CW show at this point, if I'm going to put one on. Yeah, I got frustrated with when they were doing all the merge episodes. I felt like I was really missing out, and that's actually when I fell off all of them and yes. started watching. But I, I, I would now that they're on Netflix, I actually maybe will go through it. 
could tell you for a random funny Star Wars connection. So you know who Sam Witwer is, obviously, voice of Darth Maul. Uh, yes. Battlestar Galactica has done The Emperor, tons of voices, Starkiller in the Force Unleashed games, etc. Yeah, he does an amazing, like a lot of good impersonators, does an amazing Morgan Freeman. And while he's twitching games, like he'll be playing Star Wars Battlefront online, he reads all the comments because he's like, you know, he doesn't really care about the games. He's reading for comments. And people will ask him to read like Palpatine, Yoda, and... Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Count Dooku lines in Morgan Freeman voice. It's great. It's so funny. Gary Oldman, Morgan Freeman, and Michael Caine are in this movie. You know what I mean? It's Harry it's- Potter. Yeah, it's, it's Harry. It's yeah. Only Harry Potter is doing this at this point. Although, dude, let's be honest. Ian McKellen, Patrick Stewart. I mean, you know, X Men had some stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, God, Morgan Freeman though. Between like that, like the the Yodas are Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine are are pretty awesome. And then and then Liam, like those are like the three Yodas in this. You know what I mean? And like that's incredible. That's like like forget about Christian Bale. You know, like it's kind of can I can I can I bring up something from The Dark Knight? That's my favorite comic book movie moment of all time. That's related to this. So you know. Uh, Fox knows the secret and Alfred knows the secret and then neither of them want him to stop being the Batman uh, but they worry about what it's doing to his soul Alfred more obviously right Fox mostly is is a pragmatist but what does no, Fox, Fox hold on hold on hold on hold on what does Fox not want to do in the Dark Knight Simmy he doesn't he's mad about the uh, the Patriot Act that, that Batman puts over the people yeah the burning down the forest protocol. Why is it called the burning down the forest protocol? Because throughout because the movie, the Michael Caine is telling a story about being in Burma during World War II that Bruce Wayne's not listening to him. He's trying to relate a story about a robber who would just kill people and burn down villages. And he's Can trying to relate it to the Joker. And he says, Can I tell the story? Yeah, go. When I was in Burma, me and a couple of special forces were tracking down. Oh, I got chills, um, baby. I got chills. A diamond thief. He stole these precious stones. And we went looking for him from town to town, all throughout the forest. And we never found a single diamond, not a single stone. No one ever traded with him. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened? How did he, what happened? Couple, couple months later, I see a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. Iron Man. He was throwing them away. He didn't care. He couldn't mm-hmm. care less. He was just doing it for sport. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, some men Mr. just Bruce. want to watch the world born. Mm-hmm. World born. Burn. That's like that's the story. Like yeah. he, he would, they chased him through the forest and then later on he goes, yeah. Did you ever catch him? And they're like, How? And he's like, Yeah. How? He's like, we burnt down the forest. <laughs> like, and that's the burning down the, the forest, forest protocol. And they went from yeah. town to town, and he wasn't selling and the diamonds Simi, for money. Both the Dark Knight <laughs> and the Dark Knight Rises came under heavy liberal criticism for pro-conservative, pro-national security. It's apparent themes, which I would challenge. This guy was in Memento, by the way. This is the guy who keeps lying to... Uh, 
Um, oh, that's not his g- famous character, though. Guy Pierce. He keeps lying to Guy Pierce ab- about owing money for the. You know, he's like charging him five times a day for the motel room because he can't. Remember. At the hotel, you really don't remember this conversation. <laughs> Do you know who his famous character is, though? Hmm. Oh, you're not a Sons of Anarchy guy. Oh. He's got a big role in Sons of Anarchy. He was in like five seasons. He's great. He plays a Jew. He's he's a Jew. He's a biker, and he's a, he's a, he's the only Jew on the does, board. But so does the Jew play a Jew? I don't think he's Jewish. No, no, no. Um, what's his name? Perlman. Rod? No. That's great. No, That's I, he's the only Jew. That's progress. he's the only Jew that this guy. Uh, uh, they call him. Uh, I think his nickname is uh, the Jew Bear. Elvis. No, <laughs> That's on my list, by the way. He's like the Inglorious Jewish Bastards. He's an Elvis person. He's an Elvis. You haven't seen Inglorious Bastards? No, 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 no. To do commentary for. Sorry. I'm trying to oh, do, do one that. from all the greats. I want to do a Tarantino. I oh, want to do, do a that. Wes Anderson. I've already I'll done do quite on. Which I do a bunch of Tarantino with you. We should really do Pulp Fiction. No, we should do Inglorious Bastards. I mean, we'll do both. I think it's I important blessed. to explain to the public why Jews were not only okay with Inglorious Bastards, but embraced it. Coming yeah, from a non-Jew. It's, well, it's, a, it's very much the new Jew perspective. Like, to, like we're super, but liberal we Jews also embraced be, it because it wasn't just a simple revenge fantasy. Well, I actually think it was, but they just did a good job. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it's a revenge fantasy. They did a good job because most of the time we're portrayed as weak people even though even though the operation failed in the end spoiler alert but christoph waltz ends up being the smartest although he gets his (sighs) face carved in and he gets shot i think too he's actually kind of creepy in real life i could see why they cast him for that he 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 did a lot of really great work in europe before he came over and like old white germans and austrians who think german and austrian culture are amazing still it just makes me uncomfortable did you see django yeah I thought his role in Django was the redeemer role for being like the biggest Nazi. It was like, yeah. and, Quinn, and Quinn was like, I'll, I'll make you a hero again. And that Don't was a stre- That was a bigger stretch for him. And it was a better, ro- not a better role. It was in some ways a harder role for him, which I appreciate. Oh, I love the end of that fucking movie when he's like, they're about to sign all the contracts and all this shit. And he's just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. So oh, my wife Batman, that movie. did 007 steal from Batman? You think the whole, this stuff? No, I think Batman. No, well, Batman's been around since thirty-eight, my, my dude. It hit eighty years old last year. No, but they were always different. I mean, let me ask you this: Was there anyone in, in, in pop culture media doing this sort of "Ooh, look at these cool new inventions for our time and place" that we have before Batman? I don't know. Well, but I think one's actually realistic, and the other one isn't. Like there. We there are super spies that have some pretty fucking cool toys. You know what I mean? So oh, they just yeah. made some ones that like don't exist. That's all. Like and that's what 007 was doing. They were just like, 007 is like the original Mission Impossible. More so. This is great. You know. So this is where Christopher Nolan excels. And so I've been saying the Iron Man connection, dude. But in terms of practical effects, is much big CGI stuff at the end in Winter Soldier. The majority of Captain America and Winter Soldier, and a lot of Civil War also with the Russos was practical on the street stuff. It, they really learned from this. There's a great scene in Tango and Cash where they like go 
I mean, these are always the great scenes, also, like in, in 007. Let me ask you a question. And, and, and then Black Panther. Let me ask you a question. Black Boy, wait, 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 hold on. And then Black Panther just does the same thing. Well, yes, that's the new, right. It's sure he's it's, the it's new. Like, it's such a, I mean, yeah. it's such a great, that whole thing with the nerd in the cow, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the workshop testing out. And I love well, this. That's why sure like, is. Like they, is, is potentially one of the most powerful because you combine her brains, her morals, and the Black Panther suit, which she's going to definitely take from her brother at some point. That's a majorly powerful combination. Okay, she's Iron joke, Man. Hold on, that little comic book joke right there when they oh, like, the, like the, he he. Well, he made a joke. Uh, the last one, uh, Morgan Freeman. Before it ended, I just, I mean, I wanted to let you finish your statement, but he goes, he he made the joke is I don't know if you've ever gone and test drove in a car, but like. Morgan Freeman's like, so what do you think? Like, that's what like a salesperson would say at the end of the road test. Like, if they want, if you wanted to buy the car, you know, like it's a closing thing. And and then and then and then he like follows it up. He's like, does it come in black? Like like those like cheesy classic perfect hey, lines. But that's hilarious. Yeah, dude. Um, I think I might be a little ahead of you. You're a savage. Are they making the first costume right now? Yeah, they're making stuff. He's got um, Edward Scissorhands. So he just smoothed over the belt. Oh, I'm behind you a little. Well, no big deal. We're no, like I just we're paused and played. We're good. We're good. I'm at Edward Scissorhands now. He just okay. now he's polishing yeah. the the blade. So here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. They have convinced me. Let's say I'm someone who knows nothing about Batman other than Michael Keaton. Never read the comic books. Never saw the animated series. They've done a better job at selling the importance of Bat in his subconscious than anything with the League of Assassins. But you know what, dude? I think that's part of the point with the League of Assassins and League of Shadows. Even though he claims he was never thinking about the third movie while he made this, he had to know he wasn't going to be able to flesh it out as much as he wanted to. But then he got Tom Hardy and Marion Cotard to do it in the third one, you know? I have another 15 minutes for the movie before when the first Batman begins. 15 minutes with him and fucking Alfred. It's Michael fucking Kane. Make Alfred He gets cool better in each like movie. Yeah. He get, Alfred becomes better like as a character in each everything. Like I mean, mm-hmm. his character, like I was saying earlier, is the best in Gotham. So here's He's actually the, showing yeah. him as his father and as a younger guy, and that he was like he was in British Special Forces. Mm-hmm. Like he barely says it in these movies. You know what I mean? But like you know, you like, just told the Burma story beautifully. But that's the thing. Like he, like they barely hint at him that he fucking that's knows Nolan. what he's talking that's about. Nolan. That's Nolan. That's how he. That's how he operates. A little subtle touch. You either get it or you don't. And you know this what? This is the classic. This is the classic Batman. Scene. His movies this is, uh, always make money and get good reviews. Always. This is this is right here the classic yeah. comic book Batman. Scene. Right, Daredevil like, and Arrow do this all the time. Evil guys of the scene. Yeah. loading stuff at a shipyard or yeah. in freight, and they're they're unloading guns or drugs or hookers or whatever in these crates and you know and they eat one by one just fucking disappear and it's just fucking awesome which is why the arkham asylum games are, are pretty fun when you're actually doing this stuff because this is what kind of stuff you're doing so i got into arrow and flash and the whole cw world uh when there was lack of marvel and then all of a sudden, Marvel just had something all the time. Wait, what? But as Flash? a TV series, no, that was no, but as a series, okay. I know, but it was like, what else were you going to watch? I mean, there weren't a ton of movies out right then. 
Well, the Avengers came out in 2012. Arrow came out in 2012. Dark Knight Rises came out in 2012. Everything came out. No, in that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, it was, but there was a t- there was like, it was feeding your 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 fucking heroin addiction like to superheroes. Like now, there's all these superhero TV shows. Right, but there's know? there's three kinds of people. There's people who grew up with DC. There's people who didn't grow up with comic books necessarily, but like the dark DC vibe. And then there's you know Marvel zombies. I'm sort of between right. the second and third. I am, but but let's put it this way: Marvel I'm has converted of I, a I lot of indi- Marvel has converted a lot of movies. indifferent people to Marvel more than DC has. DC has a much bigger built-in fan base because Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are bigger than any character that Marvel's ever put out. It's that's just that's sales incredible. numbers. That was incredible. That was the that was the for those of you who don't know that was the commercial. By the way. Where are you? Here. That was the commercial. And by the way, people are like, oh, they don't have these big epic fight scenes. I'm like, have you read the comic book? This is exactly how it's animated in the comic book. That's why they, Daredevil has occasional long fight scenes, but most of them are just pretty brutal and, and sort of uh, atmospheric, which is how it should be. And remember, that's what his entire training is, like how to fight a whole bunch of people. Like, that's what he does. And the thing about Batman that's really cool, opposed to some of the other superheroes, even Superman, like, uses deadly weapons. Like, Batman basically refuses no, to he kill doesn't. people. Except Man of Steel, which is why people hated Man of Steel, who loves Superman, because he killed Zod. He never does that in the comics. I'm not saying and I also do. The, also, the Dawn thing is a little weird, with him burning the things into the well, people's shoulders implied, and stuff. Look, I'll give it to BVS. It's implied that Man of Steel, Superman, tears up Metropolis, and they deal with that in BVS, whereas the Avengers tear up cities, and they never deal with it. I don't love all that shit. I'm just saying, traditionally, Batman does not kill people, and traditionally, Batman does not use guns. Right. Traditionally, Batman does not kill people. Traditionally, Superman does not kill people. Traditionally, Wonder Woman no, will Superman, kill people. Superman normally doesn't kill people, but he does kill bad guys. Not Batman in the comics. Doesn't. Dude, talk to my boy, Matty G, dude. He's a Superman historian. He wrote his senior thesis on Judaism and Superman at Wesleyan. He'll talk to you about it. Superman doesn't kill like the bad guys? The, the ones that are considered kills- canonical best Superman comics that people believe in and follow, Superman does not kill. They lock them up in these plastic prisons like they do on the CW, which is another annoying thing. I love this part. Another thing I love about Dark Knight is that Maggie knows from the beginning that he's Batman, and that's why it sucks when she dies, because it's fun for someone else to know, and you want her to know and be around. I love this. Yeah, she's not. She's not Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's not her fault. This, they do a great. See, this is a whole other movie. She's gone. She's the less charismatic Mila Kunis, and less Jewish and less attractive. <laughs> I love Mila Kunis. I know. The fact that she's on Family Guy is amazing. That she's Pretty Jewish, bad. a thousand percent Ukrainian Jew, and her parents don't even speak English is amazing. That's pretty awesome. So Batman's all about symbols, right? That's his thing. So here's the conundrum semi, right? So Batman will kill because he wants to be a symbol of justice and let the police do some of their job. Well, that's the why, police, that's well, hold, why on, hold 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 on. 
but the policemen feel uh, emasculated because he's helping them do their job, which they think they should do. This is a beautiful shot here. Here comes the Hans Zimmer music. So he helps them. They don't want his help, even though they need his help. He doesn't want to kill them, even though he's full of rage. But he won't kill the Joker, knowing that that could save thousands or millions of people. The Salvation Army. My and, father was a, my father was a general in the Salvation Army. And just to stress, dude. Even by the way, I, I'm sure Gotham's great, but they don't have the two scenes of Alfred crying as he resigns from Batman in The Dark Knight Rises, and then crying at the funeral, saying, "I failed you, I failed you, I failed you." They don't, I'm sorry, they don't have Michael Caine doing that. But I will say, Michael Caine never wants Batman to stop being, never wants Bruce Wayne to stop being Batman because he's a vigilante and beating up people. He thinks it's destroying his soul, and he's right. And so that's the problem, is even when you don't kill people, it destroys your soul. With Arrow, he will kill people, and it doesn't seem to destroy his soul as much. Some of these, you know, it's not really explored enough in these movies, but maybe that's not what it's about. I don't know. I'm not saying we should go around killing bad guys. I know I talk about this in Star Wars all the time, but dude, you know Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Luke, and so forth will murder a major genocidal bad guy if they have to. Well, it's a Jedi way. And what's Batman? God, I like the bruise. I like this whole exchange. Yeah. How he like hits the floor and starts doing we push-ups right now. Yeah. This is also reminiscent of the final movie where he's just been on his ass for eight years for some reason. Look at him, though. He's pretty. He's a the thing is, as well. Katie Holmes was scared shitless. Maggie was annoyed if stimulated. You gotta surround Christian Bale with Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine just so they can keep, he can have someone to keep up with, right? I mean, he doesn't even interact with Killian Murphy much in this movie, who's not a fully developed actor. I mean, not fully developed, but he's not like fully realized. He doesn't interact with Killian Murphy a ton. It's mostly uh, Katie Holmes. You need these, you know, Tom Wilkinson. You need these guys. Oh, this is another arrow thing. Look at this. <laughs> It's a microwave emitter. This is great. Let him explain this big evil plan. By the way, this big evil plan makes the most sense of any of them. Because this is a specific big evil plan. Joker's whole point is not to have a big evil plan to just cause chaos. And Bane, arguably, this is a conversation we won't have this time, maybe, Sammy, but is Bane really that different from the Joker despite his big ideals and world domination goals is an interesting topic. One, two, three. Popping out of the Lamborghini. Look at his beautiful, that is a $2,000 suit. And those are mm-hmm. some expensive. Oh, they're so cute. Thus, they're like, oh, begins, she can sit on my lap. Let's take the Lamborghini. This begins uh, covering his ass with women that he's not interested in. And then it turns off the woman he's really interested in by doing it. But it's part of his cover, right, Simi? Yeah. It's like his yacht trip to Hong Kong in the second movie when he's really, you know, skydiving into the building. <laughs> This is the first right city talking about it. This is such a great idea. Pools for decoration. They're European. 
by the way. It is. Will you humor me real quick? Uh, in 2005, the brilliant and prophetic film critic Roger Ebert gave this four out of four stars upon release. He says, Batman begins at least at last per- penetrates to the dark and troubled depths of the Batman legend, creating a superhero who, if not plausible, is at least persuasive as a man driven to dress like a bat and become a vigilante. The movie doesn't simply supply Batman's beginnings in the tradition of a comic book origin story, but explores the tortured path that Bruce Wayne from a parentless childhood led to a friendless adult existence. I almost always agree with Ebert on his reviews. This is so funny. He has to like play the role of like cocky Bruce Wayne. This is, of course, the painful thing of the CW is show after show after show of them lying to their friends and relatives. God, it's a real shame that she's not act anymore. What was her last movie? Logan, Le- Logan Lucky oh with your God. boy Adam Driver and uh, what's his name? I do like Adam Driver. Of course you like Adam Driver. He's a goofy looking dude who's a great fucking actor. And he's like jacked. If he was I mean, a bad villain, you wouldn't be mad at him. That's the whole point. Well, I'm not mad at him. I can separate the character from the man and like, like i've said this before yeah. i think i said in my last our last podcast like i like i love well first of all i love river phoenix but joaquin phoenix i love him because of how much i hated him in gladiator which is one of the many reasons i love her and he's a lovable character in her despite his weird and creepiness at times so Scarecrow could have his own movie if he wanted to. Like Scarecrow is fucked up. Like so, they could do a whole yeah. Batman where. Yeah. I mean, so they've always. So Killian this Murphy. Is another mistake. Wait, hold on. Let me just to me. Killian Murphy's on that list of like James McAvoy of actors I've been following since they were very young in weird properties and loving them and everything. This is his biggest movie he was in at this but point. He was in Sunshine. You know, he was. In, yeah, but this is the biggest blockbuster movie. Oh, he was, of he was not in anything close to twenty eight days late. Twenty eight days late. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. But I had right. seen him in things, I'm saying. So I this is the mistake. Things. Again, again, like they in all the Cold Batman Mountain. movies, except the first one, they only had in the first one they had just the Joker, which is fair because the Joker is Batman's arch nemesis. So it deserves its own thing. But then the rest of the movies, even in these ones that are very good, mm. they always have multiple. But why bad is guys the Joker the fighting? ultimate nemesis, Simi? That's what you have to ask yourself. There's a specific uh, reason. I mean, I think they're the ultimate ends of the spectrum. Um, I think they set a barometer of good and evil and happy and sad and um, dark and light. No. And, 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 and not always is not always is Batman the light and, and yeah, Joker well, the dark. Here it comes. I, I like guess. this horror aspect to this. They pulled this off pretty well. Here it comes. No one always has this lingering. Like even the prestige has stuff like this going on occasionally. You don't even know it. The other thing that like you forget about this and they don't make clear, which is another great Christopher Nolan thing, it's a gas mask. First and foremost, first and foremost, that that mask that he puts on is a gas right, mask, which is not what the Batman nemesis is. Dude, the reason right. the Joker is the Batman's nemesis is two reasons. One, he's worse than evil. He's just nihilistic. But two, he he's right about questioning all of Batman's hypocrisies. And Batman knows it. He knows he's full of shit. And, ba- and Joker calls him on all of it. 
Oh, that's a good point. I love this. I mean, to quote Walter from The Big Lebowski, say what you will about the Nazi Socialist Party. At least it's an ethos. These men are not I don't love, I don't love the... He's done this whole perch thing twice. He looks tiny and stupid on these perch things. You think this attributes to uh, Michael Keaton Batman a little bit? Yeah. The suit never stops looking goofy. That's the thing. Even the Daredevil suit in season two looks less goofy than this, I think. I really like Daredevil. I hope someone else picks it up. They're not. Or or I hope they do a movie with I was the same wrong cast. about that prediction. I thought they would pick up the whole thing, but it's not looking good. This is a great line. I got kids to feed. What, so you don't like Falaf? They haven't done the line yet. Okay, so let's talk about the city. So <laughs> this is clearly New York, the way they've been framing this. But the second one's Wacker Drive in Chicago. And then the third one, they blend Chicago, Newark, and New York into this big, giant metropolitan thing. Uh, again, lack of consistency, but in some ways it's fun. Whoop! This is pretty awesome. Swear to me! Where's Rachel? <laughs> yes. People think that's from The Dark Knight. It's from this movie. That's great. I also like that they took the yellow out of the costume. That was kind of cool. People think he says swear to me the Joker. I say to them, he would never ask the Joker to swear on anything. He could never believe it. Right. This poor guy. I like how he still has a piece of the, of the falafel in his face. Probably dislocated his fucking leg. Like, you know, the, the classic giant truck car chase on Wacker Drive in Dark Knight. Joker just has a submachine gun. He doesn't even kill that many people. He just wants the world to burn. That's a villain Batman is not doesn't know how to deal with. This League of Assassins stuff, at least he has a, a basis of comparison, right? And experience. I thought they did a cool job, though, like with having that little spike in his boot when he goes to kick Batman once. He like He's like a dirty fighter, and it's like also like he has all these... They did a really good job. There's a chase scene where... Joker keeps switching weapons and he's like yeah, shooting at him. That's the one. If you're Great. playing Far Cry or Ghost Recon, those those submachine guns, they're so inaccurate. You only do that right. to try and maybe... He doesn't... That's the thing. He doesn't necessarily want to kill people. He he wants to roll the dice. That's what the coin is about with Harvey and that's how he gets Harvey is the whole lot. Yeah. He's like, the, the whole world is just pointless, Harvey. There's no point. It's a flip of a coin. And Harvey's exactly... And Harvey's like, Harvey's like, you're right. And yeah. he's like... Harvey's like, you're right. He's yeah. like, you're gonna live but not your driver. Yeah. And he's the driver. <laughs> Which crazy. is the why the end of the Dark Knight is so brilliant, and the Jesus complex thing that everyone from Arrow to Daredevil tries to pull off doesn't do it better than the end of the Dark Knight. Dude, because the dude, Dark Knight. You know oh, because hold on, whoa, wait, oh, that's is? Joffrey. Yeah. <laughs> Joffrey and the and the and the Night King are in this fucking movie. Is that hilarious? Oh, man. Well, I hope you enjoyed the ride, because he'll always be Joffrey. Oh, my God. He'll be, he'll probably be a famous actor one day. Another people, thing with the... Yeah, Dark Knight probably like, is... He's probably laying low right now to, like, get, let people get over how much they hate him, and then he'll do another... He'll do a movie when he, like, fills out a little bit, and, like, he's, like, grown up, which is a good idea. 
<laughs> Dark Knight was black. the closest thing to a rated R superhero movie we got until Deadpool and Logan, essentially. From DC Marvel. You know, I have a theory that they should redo the Harry Potter movies. That's a theory or a desire? I think it's both. This was a nice he'd, twist. He, anyway, he'd way. be a good Malfoy. He'd be a good Malfoy. No, you just want more Harry Potter content because you've watched the movies and listened to the audiobooks a thousand times. Yeah, I do want more content. Actually, Rain and I are going to see the per- a Cursed Child. It's the, uh, yeah. the sequel, so basically. Here, okay. and it's a play. It's a, music- it's a play on so Broadway. I have to say, Simi. Something that Christopher Nolan, I said I wanted to make some Weed and Nolan comparisons because they rebooted, you know, well, technically Favreau rebooted Marvel with Iron Man, but Weedon took it to the next level with Avengers and Nolan, obviously, with Batman. But is that Nolan and Weedon both have horror in their background. And so when they need to draw from it to this is horror degrees, right here. This yeah. is horror. This is horror right here is horror. I mean, like, right. he can't let anyone find him. But like. He's got to get the fuck out. But of like here. Whedon comes from you know Buffy and Cabin in the Woods, you know. So when he needs to do like the Scarlet Witch screwing with your head the flashback things, like I know it's not the same, but they can draw from that or the Reavers in in Serenity, you know, with Whedon the the scary zombie creatures. Like these two know how to do it. J.J. Abrams obviously with the Cloverfield and all those movies knows how to do it. By the way, dude, J.J. Uh, Abrams' wife just became the head of Warner Brothers. They're already speculating their next project. So I just want to point out, everyone involved in making this movie other than Nolan is no longer at Warner Brothers, and everyone that's been making him the last three years has been getting replaced. So he's able to withstand this and figure it all out because he, he was already became immune to it and already had dealt with it before this drug. Which basically just makes your biggest fears come to life. So I think he's been out for two days. And Fox came. Yeah, Fox come and like figured it out. I mean, you could literally do just a super cut of all the Alfred Bruce Wayne scenes in the three movies. It would be about 40 minutes long and you'd be sobbing at the end. I would be. Thing is, Michael Caine's turn as the as the fake scientist in Interstellar is the worst part of that movie, but he sells it because he's a great actor. <clears throat> These two actors, I mean, he's my one of my favorite. Mor- I mean, Morgan is. You've seen Shawshank, right? Of course. Okay. But he'll always be driving me crazy. Just kidding. Have you seen The Help? No, you think I would have because I love Emma Stone and Jessica Chastain, but I have not seen it. Oh, it just came out on HBO. It's so good. And um, um, Viola Davis. Oh, she's so good. The best. It's such a good movie. The best part of Suicide Squad is her as Amanda Waller. She's in it like 10 minutes. No, she is. Amanda, she's great. She's not in it for 10 minutes. She's actually one of the main characters in I know. Suicide Squad. I, well, she I also have a thing for Cara Delevingne, and I have an even bigger thing for Margot Robbie. I still can't get through that movie. I like Suicide Squad, by the way. I, I, I'm sorry. Like again, I'm a glutton. Like I mean, I get it. But like, it's just funny. It's just you like, like those movies. Books. You like Terminator Genesis, but Matrix Reloaded. Eh. 
Dude, it's so fucking redundant. Like, it's like a fucking kung fu movie. I like kung fu movies, but like, I mean, there's just so much repetitive fighting. Yeah, we're about man. to head down the main conflict. So this is the last random question I'm going to ask. Did people really think Khaleesi was not going to go crazy? I mean, people really, really deluded Dude, did themselves. You see that fucking, did you see that thing I posted? It's an article. It's like, so you named your child Khaleesi. How do you feel now? You know what? I yeah. know people who named their kids Anakin. I don't mind that. Right. And I don't mind Khaleesi because she does some good things and she just happens to she's thinking Forrest Gump she's a mama naming Forrest because sometimes people make mistakes I shouldn't name my kid Kira (laughs) because she turns on Han in the end and works for Darth Maul like she's great for most of the movie well you don't know that though she doesn't turn on Han in the end the difference is she's sort of lovable through that whole thing she she actually at some level saves Han's life because she knows who's going to come for her you know like like she's like I'll just go work for him this is awesome. So they they destroyed the mansion in this one, right? They also do in the other one, and uh, don't they do in two or in one? No, they the blow it up original. here, and then in the original. No, they blow it up here. I think. No, the original one. They were in, in, in Michael oh, Keaton. They also blow it up. So this guy's pure remember. science, Fox. He'd be one and a half dimensional, but it's Morgan Freeman. I mean, uh, look, I'm just going to say it to me. This is not crack my top 10 superhero movies. It probably cracks my top 20 easily because I don't like a lot of the other Marvel and DC movies. So that's maybe maybe it's 12, 13, 14, possibly. Sorry, I got lost in this. No, it's okay. Say it again. I'm bobbing. No, I just got caught up in this because this is like the. Did you lose one? He's like, whatever. Okay, great. You know what I just did? I just, you know, saved the owner of the company. So this movie should have gotten panned critically, and the lack of money in the box office, making less than X Men and Spider Man. Should have been the end of this whole thing. But again, three years later, The Dark Knight, best movie ever, billion plus dollars. Can I ask you a question? Uh, She's trying hard. She's trying hard. Katie Holmes is trying hard. And you know what? Him manipulating her helps sell her character. So God bless you. What should this movie have made and what did it make? She has a lazy eye, too, by the way. Not that that's a problem. I think that's attractive. Girls have slight flaws. What? Wait, wait, tell me. What should this movie have made and what did it make in the theaters? It made $374 million, which is what the sort of early X-Men movies made. And like, what did, um, what did people think? Well, let me put this way. Revenge of the versus Sith. What did, what, did Dark, yeah. what did Dark Knight make? Over a bill. Dark Knight Rises also made over a bill, but Avengers made wow. a billion and a half that same year. That was the that was the switch. The switch was in 08, the Dark Knight crushed Iron Man monetarily, and in 2012, the Avengers crushed the Dark Knight Rises monetarily. That was the shift. Yeah. I was so excited when this movie came out because I was so disappointed in right. Batman and Robin, so especially because like I told okay. you, I told you like Robin was one so of my we've teased that real Batman fans really love this movie. So do you think this is in some ways more loyal 
to sort of the classic Batman sort of genre or, or milieu? No, I just think I just think the whole movie is a better movie than Dark Knight. The difference is what Heath Ledger was able to do with the Joker's character, and and I just think that like if the person who played the Joker did a mediocre or like a C plus to B minus job, which would have been fine and didn't like steal the show and like make it something entirely like that scene when, when he, when he grabs Maggie Gyllenhaal and like puts the knife to his throat and all the different times he tells the stories about like how he got his scars. That's what I was sort of how he tells those stories. He's just fucking phenomenal. So without him, uh, I no. don't think it would be a question. This makes the no money sense. about the money at the theater. The money at the theater. Nope. That's the Matrix some noir stuff with the old elevator. It doesn't matter great. to me. Ah! I'm talking about the better. I'm talking about the better movie. The better movie is this movie. The better acting performance by an individual actor, who I believe he won an Academy Award, and I do not believe that it was like charity because he died i think he deserved it he won best supporting actor i believe correct in dark knight rises yeah i think ian mckellen and logan was the guy who was robbed personally oh uh, look at him killian murphy already going crazy uh, that's what i love about him they make him seem so under control like mustache scrolling bad guy but he's totally nuts out he that's the thing dude he's the precursor to okay so Simi, here's the big question here's the big question he's the precursor to the joker and he's ultimately the precursor to the league of shadows in, in the third movie so the question is that the joker was loosed upon the world by people like bane and the joke i think the joker was released like a rabid hound as he describes dog chasing car not really knowing that he was just preparing Gotham for a bigger invasion with with Bane and so forth. That's what would tie everything together. But I'm cool with the fact that Joker is just a horrible, horrible, nihilistic, evil menace uh, in the middle movie. That's never happened, never done. I guess it's Age of Ultron. That's why I love Age of Ultron as the middle sort of Avengers movie. It's a standalone story about the Avengers and Ultron on Earth. I, I love it. I, I was really disappointed with uh, Jay Liotta's portrayal of the Joker, though. Like, I thought it was fine. It was just so creepy and weird and uh, Suicide Squad, which was basically supposed to be his movie. Like uh, the Joker Jared was Lito, be- Leto, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think he's an incredible actor. I mean, uh, Dallas Buyers Club is incredible. Um, and he's in a bunch he's of other shows. He's definitely a great, method actor, but-, but so is Christian Bale. And, you know, Christian Bale can summon it 100% of the time. Yeah, I just think it failed. And I think he was trying to, I don't know. So the new, there's supposed to be a new Joker. So for white male actors, I've got, to, oh, that's scary. Horror so cheap to do. Sorry, it's a brilliant- doctor. By the way, you know who's supposed to be the villain in the third movie? or was initially rumored to be the villain was uh, Leo as the Riddler, but they were like, it's too close to the Joker. You know, speaking of my favorite, uh, my favorite bad guy. Uh, and I didn't even know this. I, I forgot this. Uh, do you know who the new Joker is? Hello? I, I don't Did care, I but I'll let you say it. You should care. Fucking Joaquin Phoenix. I know. And Alec That's Baldwin awesome. was Bruce was uh 
whatever. Okay. Is Alec Baldwin is the new Bruce Wayne? That doesn't make sense. He's no, no, he was like Wayne's dad for like five minutes and then he quit. <laughs> uh, he's a mess, man. Anyway, I don't know. I, uh, Joaquin On Phoenix film. would be a great Joker. I just, you've already had this two all-time classic performances. It's like... You can do a third, though. You can do I a third. There's no reason. I don't want a Joker origin story. I want Batgirl. You know? I want Supergirl on the big screen. No. I want Arrow. I, dude, I want Arrow on the big screen. That's what I want from DC. I don't need more Joker. I don't want Ugh. that. I don't want that. I want, another, I want a Shazam, too, to be honest. The problem is... Jack Nicholson, while a great actor, was. I just, want Justice League too, and I want Justice League happening. too. Wonder Woman. Sorry, go ahead. Jack Nicholson was a Grade A Academy Award-winning clown. Heath Ledger made the Joker the most complicated, but also simple villain ever. That makes him the classic one that'll never be beaten. I don't know why you try and tackle it again. I think they're both standalone incredible performances. I honestly Have like you watched Batman 1989 recently? It's been a little while, but I think it stands. Um, I'd rather I've watch the animated series. Ago. What's that? If I had to choose, I'd rather watch the first season of the animated series than the old Batman movies. Dude, so the original Batman movie, like, actually, like, to just give uh, yes. kudos to advertising. Excuse me. Everything they were doing with McDonald's and all the cups and the giveaways and blah, 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 blah like. So what's the superpower someone... here? How does he control the bats? This is crazy. Oh, you missed it. He clicked something on his boot. It's a um... sonar sound. Yeah, it's a sonar sound. He's a, he's a genius. This would be like Actually, me being you know, Snake you know, Man. You know when Iron Man goes, he's like, take off the suit. What are you? Uh, genius playboy. Genius playboy, a philanthropist billionaire. 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 And he goes, and then they look at him and he's like, eh, it's not bad. So he's like, that, so in the new um, Injustice League, when he picks up the Flash, he goes, oh my God, this is, he sits in the car. He's like, that's so cool, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, what's your superpower? He goes, I'm rich, Ben Affleck. And he's like, he's rich, but he's also like in the League of Shadows, and he's a genius. He's like, I'm a physically fit, you know, the rest of the, like, I can kick any one normal dude's ass. Christian Bale, although not normally into this sort of stuff, committed himself over three movies over a course of almost ten years of filming to this role. Ben Affleck is such a drunk fuck-up with him and his fucked-up brother, he couldn't even take on the easiest, best role ever. People already liked him as Batman, and Ben Affleck had to ruin the whole fucking thing. Even though you got Gal Gadot, who's killing it. I, I now they got rid of the Flash, which sucks, because Ezra Miller does a nice job. I didn't see Aquaman. I'm not interested in Jason Momoa in that role. I didn't mind. I haven't minded him. He's not my favorite. He's my third favorite, which is, I like, or maybe fourth. I don't mind Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Okay, so let's talk about structure here, Simi. So at 38 minutes, we were like, okay, let's get this movie going. Okay, he's on Alfred with the plane, right? That Tank? was listen. That was less than an hour ago. Tank. Now we've got like 40 minutes of, of climax. You've been poisoned. 
This is a good action movie, though, and there's a lot of... They need to tie up a bunch of loose ends. So the first loose end is the water, and then Roz is the second one. And, uh, you know, what they do at the party, like, they do a lot in two hours. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, dude... That's what I was saying. Like, this ending is incredible. This ending, I love it. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there is a, there are two movies here, and I think, given, uh, given that it wasn't the rebirth of a failed franchise, uh, I think they would have made this movie into two movies. I think it would have been like obvious, like, of course, this is two movies, you know? Like, and I'm sure it's what they wanted as a creative person, but they had to cut it up and make you know it into. Do you know what I want to say? Do you know what I want to say? Hours. But I hate the saying. I hate the saying. Hindsight is twenty twenty. That's incorrect. Hindsight's prophecy. Uh, if you have hindsight like well, that, you're predicting right. the future. Whoa, 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 whoa. They might have been right, though. They might have been right. Maybe the people. I mean, they were right at some level. As good as this movie is, it didn't do well at the box office compared to what they spent on it. It made a but- third of Return of the King, which was a bunch of dudes slashing a bunch of orcs with swords. Do you know Rotten Tomatoes gives that one like one of the better like ratings? It won fourteen Academy book? Awards. Why? It's for I don't the even series. watch it for that the much. series. For I should, series. All right, I need to watch it again. It's just so long. This is great. The Batmobile always looks good, but that's why they had to move to the Chicago esque Wacker Drive scenario because the Batmobile in the second one's so giant. Like Wacker Drive is one of the only roads in the eastern, northeast, or Midwest that could handle it. I think it didn't. The first one didn't win a lot of Academy Awards, did it? None of them did. They waited for the third. Right. That's what I was just gonna say. I was trying to like. That's what I was getting at. Like, I, Ian I was McKellen trying to was nominated was though for the first movie. Ian McKellen was nominated for Gandalf. Obviously. Fly, you fools! God, Ian McKellen is fucking awesome. Desert Island, him and Patrick Stewart are like part of my 10 squad. Have you played Arkham Asylum in Arkham City on the PS3? Yeah, I told you about this, and I hate to say this, like considering I should love it. It's too much for me. I don't, my mm. ADD kicks in and I get frustrated. Yeah. Like there's too many options of shit to use. Mm-hmm. Like, like, give me, a, like, the, about shit that, like, I don't even know how it works. You know what I mean? Like, right. at some level, like, I'm no fucking ammunition expert, but, like, given a situation, like, I know what gun to use. You know, give me 15 different guns, like, you know, like, I'll figure it out. But, like, his no. shit is, like, all this, no, like, I agree with you. stuff. And, I like, agree with you. It's like, and I just felt like I was spending all this time. It was the same kind of way I felt about, um... Uh, Assassin's Creed, you know, like it's too just much, like all this. Options. Yeah, yeah, it's too open, too many options. That's why Ghost like, Recon works for me because I know the gun stuff from uh, from Call of Duty. Um, but yeah, it's like with Horizon, it's like you got all sorts of bows and arrows, and God of War, it's you got axes and chains and stuff. You know, you know. I'm done with God of War. I don't like God of War. No, well, I mean the new, the new, the new one that you one can't is probably play. great. Yeah, exactly. The new one's probably great. I used to love God of War, but and I was like a button smasher. But now I'm. It's not now a button I'm, smasher anymore. Right. So I used to be that because I wasn't a good gamer. And then I got mm-hmm. better. Actually, Hitman got me into the, like, the first person. This is all practical, by the way, guys. For the most part, there's very little CGI in these scenes. 
This is awesome. This is this is this scene right here when it, he flies into the water. Like to me, that's the epitome of the Batcave, and like like that's the route you take to get home. You know, and like mm-hmm. it's awesome. Can I? Like, just, I mean, all this just... all this stuff, the Batcave, is like what makes Bruce Wayne and Batman fucking awesome. Like the, this whole scene right here, how he's flying around his cave and like <clears throat> taking her to his lair, but it's like a billion dollar lair. You know, it's pretty amazing. Can I just do my quick X-Men plug here? So in these early years, you got Batman and Rachel Dawes, you got Spider-Man and Mary Jane, and then you have like fucking Storm and Jean Grey just like wrecking it in the early X-Men movies. No one talks about that. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Black Widow first. No, no. Jean Grey and Storm are killing it in X1 and X2. They're flying around everywhere, doing everything with their superpowers together. It's amazing. And Mystique. Yeah, dude. Uh, I just, I can't, I just, I, I can't help but roll my eyes at the woman in refrigerator, whatever you want to call it stuff. I can't, you know, I know this is, this is comic books. I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it. But can we have a man in distress like Chris Pine in Wonder Woman? Is that going to be the only one ever? Dude, they're, this is fucking awesome. Honestly, this, the, this whole ending is pretty awesome. You're right about Katie Holmes, though. She has a cuteness slash beauty that should translate across generations. It doesn't really make sense. She's not Anne Hathaway, though. That's for sure. No, she isn't. <laughs> no one's Anne Hathaway. That's the problem. Anne Hathaway steals every movie she's in. She's so good. She's she. She's cute. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. Again, dude, in all the CW shows and all the Marvel shows, you got everyone criticizing the superheroes for doing things for the wrong reasons, but they handle it so well because of these actors and this writing and direction in these movies. I mean, that's the problem. Everyone's trying to imitate this this original Batman formula of the Jesus figure, and everyone's saying we need the Jesus figure, but we're going to give the Jesus figure a guilt trip about it, right? I mean, everyone's copying this. I guess Superman, but Superman's an alien. It's not the same. Batman's from here. It's like Captain America. Superman, I had this argument a while He's ago. He's an alien. Like, Super- Wonder Woman's way more interesting than Superman because she's from Earth. It's not about that. It it's, is about that. A- Aquaman's from Earth, too. It's way more interesting. Listen, the biggest, I've told you this before, the biggest problem with movies Sorry. is flying. It's not just your name, sir. What's that? I'm just lost biggest- Michael Caine here. Uh, the biggest problem with movies with with Superman is that he flies. Marvel looks like great. Vision looks invincible. great flying. The Scarlet Witch looks great right. flying. Right, they did a good Captain job Marvel. with it. And and oh, Wonder Woman doesn't this. fly; she jumps. I mean, she does fly, and eventually she's gonna fly. Who? But Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but no, she right now she, she's just jumping. She doesn't really fly like Superman in the comics, to be honest. Yes, they, she they, does. They, they, they're yes, very she does. restrained on that. No, 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 no. Yes, she does. I assure you, she's, she can fly. She can fly, and, but and she and doesn't and fly and like Captain Marvel or Superman across galaxies. Yes, she does. She, do- yes, she, she does. 
I know there's Justice League team ups, but she's mostly Earth based. Wonder Woman cares about humans. She's not concerned about what's going on off Earth. Correct. Not like Green Lantern. But of the superheroes that can fly, she's one of them. Of the Justice League, she's one of the ones that can fly. Which is and why is, the and Wonder right now, Woman she cannot fly in Justice yes. League. Which is why the Wonder Woman jumping up and doing the crossing of the arms at the end to destroy Ares is way more affecting to me emotionally than the whole 20-minute end of Captain Marvel, which looked beautiful, but it didn't have the emotional punch of Diana becoming fully realized at the end of Wonder Woman, to me, personally. Whenever he wants to do a movie, Killian wants to do a movie about, like, a drug addict, like, he'll kill it. You know what I mean? Just someone who just ultimately dies of heroin overdoses in the end. You know what? Like, that's it too. That's the other reason I'm attracted to him is, the, is sort of the insanity in his eyes. Do you know what he could also do? Did you ever like the movie The Crow? Mm-hmm. Brandon Lee. By the way, guys, I don't date guys, but I'm happy to comment on their beauty. I'm not. I'm. I am way yes. past that point. And by the way, speaking Brand- of which, Morgan Freeman looks like a god. Hold on, no, Morgan Freeman no. looks like an ageless god. And Christian Bale is just his intense handsomeness just never stops being appealing, even when he's playing a fat dude in glasses and like a movie or something. I just was thinking we could he could re- Killian could redo The Crow. That'd be a really good movie for him. The Crow is great. I don't need any redoing. I'm I'm happy if nothing gets redone ever. Yeah, if they could come out with some good good new content. This is great. They've already announced a Game of Thrones prequel. Which I called. Here we go. And it's this guy. He's just some random fucking stand-in. Right, but this is the point of the terrorist, right? Is that anyone could be the head of the snake. Right. This guy. That's like a ridiculous weapon he's holding right there. The problem is there's no amount of bad or mediocre movies that Liam Neeson can be in that would ever change your mind about loving him, right? I mean, he's just that good. God, it would have been so much better as a second movie. This return as a second movie would have been so much better. Like he understands his situation. He's like, I can't kill all these fucking people, all these League of Shadows that just fucking showed up here. But cast this your mind to me to someone who knows nothing about Batman and comes to this because it's called Batman Begins and there's some famous people in it. You, you have to think about that aspect of it. I don't know why he didn't just say, I'm very sorry to tell you, there's a gas leak and we have to, you know... Instead, he does this. He makes himself a fucking, like, he just, like, mm-hmm. he shows off. He shows his ass. You know, that's what this is called. He's Phonies. Oh, you. Two-faced friends. By the way, he this is exactly what the Joker says to Bruce Wayne and all these people over and over again in the Dark Knight. That's right. what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, right. This is his little, his little uh, faint. That's the thing about Christian Bale, dude. After American Psycho and some of those early movies, he just has an insane look in his eye. Do you know what movie humanized him for me? Because he's still psychotic in The Prestige, in my opinion. Um, you know what movie? American Psycho? No, no. Like, really humanized him. <laughs> like, really humanized him in terms of, like, 
puppy dog eyes type stuff was The Fighter. Oh, that movie was great. Marky Mark. Yeah, man. Which you wanted yeah, to man. for. Yeah. He's so great in the fight. Marky Mark won or he won for that? No, he won. No, not fuck Marky Mark. No, Christian Bale won for that. No, the he, chick, he's the fighter. Uh, it's supposedly about Mark Wahlberg on the posters, but it's really about Christian Bale and the fighter is referring the, to Christian Bale. The Mar- the the mother also either She won. Yep. She won best supporting actress. Mm-hmm. Even Amy Adams got nominated and she's not that great of an actress. Oh, I actually think she is. She's just she just plays kind of she's the same fine. character. And, she's fine. Well, she's very good at playing a certain type of character in different ways. You know, like is is her character any different? Um, any, anyway, I think she's very good. I actually think she's very good. She's a great supporting, adorable, cute actress. Yeah, girl next door. Like exactly. Like I'm yeah. gonna hold you. Although hand to be this. honest, movies that are overrated that she stars in, like Arrival, which I didn't love, it wasn't her fault. I didn't love it. Was her. overrated. No, Rival was so weird. Yeah, it's not her fault. Even Forrest Whitaker and Renner were weird in that movie. I was not into it. Gotham I isn't beyond saving. This finish. begins. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Is even though you love this when you saw this and you're a true fan, and that informs it. This gets even better upon seeing Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises numerous times, and you see how naive Bruce Wayne is about what's really going on. That's the thing. Joker's scarier than any international terrorist conspiracy. Joker is scary. But don't you agree with me that pure nihilism is scarier than evil? Because evil is like, okay, they're evil. We don't agree with them. We got to stop them. Nihilism is like, we're just going to burn stuff down because we feel like burning stuff down. That's to me, is way scarier. To me, Donald Trump's a nihilist. George Bush did some horrible, evil things according to ideals that he had and manipulations that were going on. Donald Trump is, is a nihilist. He just wants the world to burn, I believe. No, I think he's not a nihilist. He's a narcissist. Uh, Which doesn't give a fuck about anybody but himself. So, like, so Joker's a whatever... Narcissist. Who? The Joker's a narcissist. He wants everyone to right. look like him. No, I, I, you know, I think Trump's very much like the Joker. Like, I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I don't think he's a nihilist. I don't think he's smart enough to be a nihilist. I'm not talking about a he's philosophical a fucking, nihilist. I'm talking about someone who thinks there's no true meaning or good in the world. And it's just about personal gain, uh, increasing that's not a pleasure. Personal gain is no, no. A nihilist, look, if you think there's no meaning and you can't give any meaning, then you would go for the most well, pleasure. you don't care. Can I finish my thought? Then you would go for the most pleasure cares. for yourself in the least amount of pain. Now, the Joker gets pleasure out of pain, and so that makes it interesting. Well, I think he likes it for sport. You know, like he said, like there's a sport about winning, but he doesn't want the he doesn't want the spoils. You know what I mean? There's something crazy about that. That like that like actually, did you play Grand Theft Auto Five that you gave me? No, I don't play those games. Oh, you gave it to me, so you. I thought maybe you bought it. But I did not give that to you, actually. Oh, maybe I bought it. Oh, maybe I did buy it. Anyway, uh, there's this one character who's. You know, he lives. He looks like a homeless guy, and he's like worth millions of dollars because he like owns all this shit that he robbed. But he doesn't yeah. care. Like he's just like he's just fucking burning shit down. To me, again, as an outsider, a little bit, this leads perfectly to the Dark Knight in exactly the way that Iron Man leads to the Avengers. 
Like the Dark Knight, even though it only has a few characters, it feels like a superhero team up movie with the scope of the whole thing. Uh, you mean The Dark Knight Rises? What do you mean? <clears throat> no, it's like I always called the the main Star Wars movies, or even Rogue One. They're like superhero team up movies. You know, big big huge bad guys, teams of good guys coming together to fight the big bad guys. But what teams of good guys fight the bad guys in in Dark Knight? That's that's what's great. Is in the beginning, Gordon, uh, Wayne, um, Harvey, and the mayor are all on the same side, and they all end up being not uh, on the same side by the end. Okay, yeah, yeah. And there I is a team of the four so of them like- <laughs> with Rachel, Rachel, and those four guys that I mentioned, including the mayor. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, See, again, they made him look a little helpless in that. You should read Terry Pratchett, man. You would love Terry Pratchett. Oh, my God. Have you read Arthur Conan, Conan Doyle, like all the Sherlock Holmes shit? Mm-mm. I love Sherlock Holmes. You should read this shit. Terry Pratchett's like Harry Potter for grown-ups. Ish. <laughs> this looks pretty good. That looked like yeah. a Hunger Games thing. Did you see that with the arrow through the... Oh, man. Yeah, I'm listening to Tati Amanislani narrate Hunger Games right now. It's spectacular. Wait, it's a, how it's did a that new happen? edition. It's, they redid it. Oh, that's frustrating. Yeah, considering she's won a million Emmys. That's your girl? Whoa, wait. That's your girl? From... The girl that plays Sabine. Orphan Black. She doesn't play Sabine. No, no, no. Tatiana Maslany's uh, Orphan Black. Here we go. Uh, the Wayne well, Legacy is more than bricks and mortar, sir. We've been all over the place. I wanted to save Gotham. <laughs> right. Daredevil says this about New York all the time. Now, the thing is, dude, with the rich guys, with like Arrow and Batman, it makes more sense. Daredevil, it never adds up other than the Catholic guilt. I guess that's why Daredevil 3 was such a great ending. You learn all the secrets with the, the nun and spoiler alert and so forth. You know. Well, remember, he's just the devil of Hell's Kitchen. So, like, he, he's like. No, but he says there's a so devil like, inside of him. He admits that he wants to beat up bad guys, is Daredevil. Batman right, never admits also, it. He's also more concentrated. Like he's he's like the neighborhood bully. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you're gonna fuck with me. Like do you know who I am? Like I'm gonna keep my neighborhood safe. Like that's who he is. He's he's the neighborhood protector. He's like the hell's angel. You know. I feel like if it was today, uh, Katie Holmes would be part of the Swift Squad. She looks like a Swift Squad member. This is crazy. God. Do you know uh, what actually Gary Oldman's crazy? accent is betraying him a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Gary, I was just going to say, he looks so young in this. The English 50. guys always get better in the second movie. They always, it's the first one's always tough. Australians have no problems. Hemsworth, Mel Gibson, Russell Crowe, you Logan. never even question it. Yeah, Hugh Jackman, you never even question it with the Australians. Kate Blanchett, uh, Margot Robbie, like literally just go on and on. I'd like to spend some time in London. I was going to say, I'd like to spend some time with Margot Robbie. I oh, mean, no. <laughs> I remember rewatching this, Simi, like less than eight years ago, but more than two years ago, and being like, that's Joffrey. <laughs> 
Yeah. When they killed Lady, then, and I was then, like, the oh, King, you motherfucker. I think people are going to go back and be like, Game of Thrones season one was the most brilliant season. That dude almost killed her. Run. Oh, right. Right, so they're going to vaporize the fear They toxin. weaponize the water. It's an actually right. great idea. It's a brilliant plan. Stopping I humidity mean, is really difficult. No, I mean, if you could pull it off. I can't believe nope. they've actually There's waited the that long. the mask. That can't be a coincidence. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're good. That's the thing. Nolan just see. This is why I can't understand why Nolan has overseen. I, I, even if you like BVS, Suicide Squad, Aquaman, and so forth, it's clearly a, a step down from this Man of Steel. Oh yeah, no. But he's this, been involved. This is one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Period. Like I'm not even. I'm I not know. I tried to disqualify it from my top twenty. I think I ended up with it at like thirteen. So it's pretty. You're good. wrong. It's for me. It's in my top five. I know, but I'm not a DC guy. I got a ton of Marvel movies ahead. It's other not than about that. It's not about that. I mean, Whoa. I put Infinity. <laughs> I liked Inf- By the way, did you like Infinity War more than uh, mm-hmm. um, the last oh, one? But sorry, I meant to add Alfonso Cuarón in. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, bringing in horror elements there where people weren't expecting it. This is fucked up. Here we go, baby. Here's the thing, dude. Say what you will about the up and downness of the Defenders. Jessica Jones was never going to wear a costume. Luke Cage was never going to wear a costume. The Iron Fist costume looks so ridiculous. And now, spoiler alert, Jessica Henwick, my girl, as Colleen Wing is the Iron Fist. So she's not going to wear the goofy Iron Fist costume. So the only one is Daredevil. And people were upset he didn't wear the Daredevil costume in season three. But there's a reason for it because Dex is wearing it and terrorizing the city. Spoiler right. alert. And also, at some level, it would be cool if he wore one of those like kind of more elastic suits. They have all these suits right now that have so much like nylon in it that it's like elastic that you could just like kick people around in them. So it's like you should do that and throw the hat on or throw the mask on. Like I, I kind of like it. It's kind of like Jason, uh, the horror movies. Like mm-hmm. they had the the traditional hockey mask. Hockey but mask, yeah. Jason is the scariest when he has like the KKK, like you know, burlap bag with fucking two eye holes. Like in a couple of the movies, you oh, know that's a- the, that. That was actually the first Jason mask. You know, the only monorail shot that looked clearly CGI was the early one with him and his family, but it was supposed to look <laughs> in the past, so that was sort of the point. Oh, it was the past and the elaborate version of it versus like it broke I mean, down. Look, a little things, maybe. color matching, sound matching. You can't tell any overdubs with sound. None of the shots are. I mean, Christopher Nolan is just a pure genius already at this point. Oh my god, a flaming horse. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. The fact that he got on a horse and looked up crazy and shit like that. By the way, there was this old TV show on ABC or CBS called Scarecrow. And like that, and they rode around on horses. And like mm-hmm. that reminded me of that shit. Yeah, pick up that fucking and there's gun. This, you and know, there's the shit together. The kid that Joseph Gordon-Levitt saves in the third movie. 
A lot of mirroring, a lot of, a lot yeah. of echoes. You know, young orphan boys, you know, is important because Pop Bruce one Wayne was one. Right now. Hey, look, it's Ed right. Norton from American History X. <laughs> that's quite. what i do like about when the arkham games are working is the like jumping down pulling a guy up beating him up no one knowing what's going on when they get the stealth stuff right that's the problem you need patience with the stealth stuff with those games you and i just want to go in uh what do they say spray and pray guns ablazing. yeah dude i do although you can't in one last of-, of us you can't spray and pray in last of us you get killed so if you look at this no, wait, here costume, it is. Uh, here it is. wait hold on here it is he can't turn his Here neck. It Here it is. Here it is. That defines me. Best superhero reveal ever. And enter Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's a little weird. That well, looks like Birdman. It's funny that Michael Keaton the was homage, Batman the and then Birdman. Mike, I was wondering if this was going to come up. The homage to like the whole idea of who Michael Keaton is was pretty cool how he did when he was in Spider-Man when he switched from DC. The to, question I have is Marvel. Was there, I kind of like that. It was Inaritsu uh, when he wrote Birdman thinking anyone could play that role other than Michael Keaton cuz that's one of the best movies ever but it had to be Michael Keaton mocking himself or not mocking himself, you know, satirizing. Who wrote it? No, no, no. I'm saying Inaritsu who wrote and directed and won an Academy Award for 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 Birdman was he writing it with uh, like this has to be for michael King. yeah 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 but i was also gonna say it's also ironic that when he was in um they did birdman but then he was also in mm-hmm. uh spider-man as the villain and was also like some sort of like a winged batman type thing as well this is the weakest villains of the three movies but it's not what it's about it's an origin story it's like iron man you get jeff bridges it's still not a great bad guy even though it's just bridges it's not what iron man's about do you know how it's sad not what this that is, is though do you know how sad that is it's not that Ra's sad because as you know from like arrow like lives forever and is completely right. unbeatable and like made of steel like so like at some level he's way more formidable than the Joker. Well, like, Khaleesi it, it, was supposed are, to do that, too. Here it is. Oh, my God. He's way more formidable than the Joker, and he's way more... He's supposed to be, like, the devil. Like, versus, like, a crazy fucking guy who got abused. I disagree. Abused and I disagree. To, uh, he's more powerful, crazy. he's smarter, he's older than the Joker, but formidable in terms of being able to stop? I don't know if I agree. I think the Joker's the most formidable, because, again, he's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, that's a solid point. I won't argue with you that. That's that's like a logistical that's argument. The thing. My whole thing about The Dark Knight being the best comic book movie has to do with the Joker being a nihilist thing, even though he doesn't realize it. To me, Ra's al Ghul is just so like like a the boogeyman. Do you know what I mean? Like versus the Joker is just like a psychopath. You know what I mean? Like to me, like. You know when you watch horror movies or movies in general, like you think about whether it could really exist, like Freddy Krueger can't exist, like 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 Jason can't exist, like these people like like they're they're like they're crazy. But like to me the Joker can exist, okay? But to me, like Razal Ghoul can't exist. Does that make sense? The only question is, are people like the Joker? Like Razal Ghoul is like the boogeyman. Yeah. Like he, he he comes back from the dead, he's basically invincible. And like, 
And not this comes back from the dead, like because of the Lazarus pit and like oh, like the traditional story, like like he shouldn't exist. Versus like the Joker is like this insane, you know, psychopath, uh, you know, serial killer, which could exist. So that's who I'm. I don't know, maybe more afraid of, but the reality in terms of who's powerful or who should be more dominant, like, I guess that's what I'm saying is I disagree. Like, I think Ra's al Ghul is an incredible bad I'm guy. More invested. They just didn't spend enough time on it. I'm more invested in Ra's al Ghul and Arrow than, he, than Liam Neeson here because I know so much more about him. I know Agreed. nothing about this guy. Agreed. Agreed. And I'll be honest with you. Like, I read all the com- like a, a fair amount of Batman comic books when I was a kid. Um, and this was more, I think the detective series gets into the shadow, uh, more, right. but, uh, and I wasn't into the detective series that much. So like in my front of my lobe is more arrow and like how much like Ra's al Ghul is like literally a descendant of the devil. Like he's like a demon, like of sorts, like a, uh, an immortal demon with, with immense power and like, so I would say, like, versus, like, the Joker is just this fucking psycho, you know? Like, so, he's anyway. also a demon with immense power, but he's just not as self-conscious and self-aware. No, but him. he's not mythical. There's nothing mythical about the Joker. You should be able to, like, yeah. stab him in the face. But the whole thing about the Joker is, and Batman, what usually happens in the, in the, in the comic book is the Bat- Batman always refuses to kill him, and then, like, Joker, like, gets out, and, like, the system keeps screwing um, Batman on this whole thing because like he keeps catching the Joker and then he gets out on bullshit and then the Joker actually inevitably kills Robin. There's several Robins because it's always mm-hmm. but there's only one Bruce Wayne usually mm-hmm. so or always one Bruce Wayne. If you asked the great Greek philosophers or the great Eastern philosophers who they would be the most scared of, they would say the Joker. If you ask Sun Tzu, or Sun Tzu, as people say, Sun Tzu, the uh, art of war, he would say the Joker is the scariest because he's totally Cause unpredictable. unpredictable. Right. He doesn't even know what he's going to do. The pencil trick, he comes up with, he is not planning the pencil trick. He just does it's it. Fucking. Oh, I think he's done it before. Well, you know what I mean, though. When and how and, you know. That's incredible, by the way, the pencil trick. I mean, Bane's the better Ra's al Ghul in terms of on screen just because of the vocal and uh, physical performance. As a movie watcher, not as a, as a comic book nerd. As a movie watcher, Bane's more interesting. This is incredible. I thought I lost you. This looks great. No, no, no. I just... Ooh, and he I closed love his eyes. He's like a coward to me. You pointed uh, out in Rogue One, all the heroes keep their eyes open. He closed his eyes. Yeah, but I still think he's more of the Zen person, so I think he went to a place and all. Dude, I've pulled that Rogue One thing on a few people on a podcast, and like they started crying when they realized that observation that you pointed out. Yeah, dude. And then when you rewatch it, you're like, oh my god, they're all have their. Oh, I just bought it the other day. I I hadn't had it in my life for so long. I bought it finally because I watch it so much and I love it so much. And like, you know, I was really getting into Solo and really getting into some of the other ones. Really getting into Solo, yeah. Never thought Solo would be an interest of yours. Yeah, yeah. 
crazy, huh? I forgot about this. This was cool to have him enter Batman's world as a lieutenant, and this helps promote. Yeah, him. yeah, he's like that. That bitch can drive or something like that. Like they have a great line here. This is that's a definite tribute to the Michael Keaton that shot there, that flying shot on the story. The, the, origi- the original, right? Yeah. So you, you know the you know the um the free falling skydiving thing with him in Hong Kong at the beginning of Dark Knight. That CGI that was supposed to be practical, but the Chinese government screwed them at the last minute, and so they had to do it CGI. They were gonna Fine. Christian Bale stunt double base jump from like 120 stories. Hey, and by this way, this suit is so very old. This pinstripe New York Gotham ish suit this is like really. This going is where I want Batgirl to be. I want Batgirl to be a low key old school noir detective growing up story. That's what they need to do with Batgirl. He's so fucking smart. So the question is, is he portraying a great Bruce Wayne or is he just a great actor playing Bruce Wayne greatly? I think it's the latter. I think he's a great actor portraying Bruce Wayne. But you've read more of the comics. I don't care if this resonates with Bruce Wayne from the comics. This Bruce Wayne is fascinating. It does. That's what's beautiful about it. It does. Bo- it does things that do they bone? Bubbles. Do you think they bone? Yeah. Because Maggie's dating uh, Aaron Eckhart pretty hard in the same one. Oh my god, she's pretty like ridiculous snee. They're doing the CW thing with their hair and clothes, though. You gotta these pretty girls. You have to not overly do them up because they're already pretty. Yeah. God, her hair is like kind of ridiculous. I know, like what they do with the Supergirl and the Arrow girls' hair, like constantly. It's like, oh my god. Dawson's Creek. Or is oh, it party Joey. Five? <laughs> Joey. It's kind of gross. It's kind of Luke Leia stuff. Is it? I guess not. It's not like they actually grew up together. They didn't. They're all childhood not really related. And they had crushes on each other, obviously. That's fine. Oh, no. Here she pushes them away. No, they never sleep together. I think it's important that they never sleep together. The attraction is totally spiritual. Oh, I thought you meant did Christian Bale and 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 Katie um, no. sleep together? And I was saying like, no. yeah, probably. I think it's imp- it's important for Rachel to have any complexity to come to him because he's actually heroic, but then not be with him because he's heroic over and over again. It's annoying, but it does make her complicated. Maybe someday. It's and then she says, and then she, this is the main problem with the Dark Knight is then she says, I'll be with you if you give up the mask. And then she writes a letter, which, which this guy burns so that Bruce Wayne never sees that Maggie Gyllenhaal was lying the whole time. By the way, that was a really weak storyline. I got to tell you. I don't know if it was weak. I just don't know if it communicated. Looks like Ireland. I just, I just thought, like, I just thought, like, obviously, like, when he was like all fucked up after, like, you know, his childhood friend slash potential lover, you know, got blown up by the Joker. Like, he got like all pissed off. But like, so like, you could tell him, like, 
a month later or like a week later you know what i mean yeah, like nothing changes the right. his pursuit of the joker doesn't really like change. i get i get it if you tell him like if you tell him right when, when he takes the letter batman or uh bruce wayne is still mm-hmm. in the batman suit with the mask off like just being like i fucking loved her mm-hmm. you know we were gonna leave together she said so and he holds the letter knowing that like she actually wasn't gonna do that and, and so again like flowing white silk with no bra on come on guys let's have a little class here seriously but yeah maggie's super classy from record. beginning to end right well whatever so is katie i love katie here's the question dude as a guy if she had said, I will be with you right now, but you can't live this life. Does no. that change anything? Does he what listen to her? I mean, Daredevil no. doesn't listen to anyone, but would Batman listen to her if she said, I'll be with you, but you can't do this? Oh, no, I mean, I mean, it's who he is at this Lieutenant. point. And Gary Oldman retreated for the next three years to study his American accent. <laughs> not bad he's great he looks and acts and talks exactly like gordon so i don't give a fuck plus gordon's irish ish i love it right this is the joker argument he's gonna show him the card this is exactly what this is the new classic criminal thing man what also makes a dark thing the better batman gets the better the bad guys get civil war tried to do this with captain america and it didn't work nearly as well that's what made me realize it wasn't as good although the avengers did nail it with thanos finally after building it up for 12 years and there it is So the difference was, man, Chris Nolan didn't think he was going to get a second one, but wanted to. The difference was, after The Dark Knight, he was so exhausted, he wasn't sure he wanted to do a third one. He's great. He's great. Yes. He's great. I mean, I can't can't disagree with your assessment as one of the great superhero movies of all time. Yeah. I mean, I pointed out... Um, I pointed out some flaws, you know. To me, and but it's they're just like, a prequel they're like, is the it, problem. It's, it's 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 like the appetizer that's so delicious that you almost want to just eat the appetizer and forget about the main course. Yeah, but to me, this is like just one of the best like first or second courses ever, leading to what I consider a back to back Dark Knight. I know there was a big gap both in terms of real world and in world between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, but to me, mm-hmm. that is a, like Avengers 3, Avengers 4, those two movies. Even though we don't know the Joker is connected at all. Do, do you agree? Could we just theorize? First of all, Simi, thank you. Nice, nice. You and I are both a little rusty. I think we did pretty well there. Yeah, dude. I do thought you, it was fire. Let, let me ask you this. A... Do you think the Joker is a tool of the League of Assassins? B, w- would you want him to be? C, does it matter in terms of tying together movie one and movie three? Say it one more time. So I I have a theory that Bane or Bane's like people unleashed... Like, the Joker was already doing stuff, right? He just hands him the card there. But he's obviously... He hadn't heard of the Joker yet, so he wasn't terrorizing the city like the way he does at the beginning of the Dark Knight, right? right? 
So my theory is, you said Razal Ghul never dies, but the real thing is, the League of Assassins never dies, right? That guy who says he's Razal Ghul might die, but then Bane comes and is the next Razal Ghul, right? But then Marion mm-hmm. Cotard let ba- lets Bane dying, thinks she's going to be the next head of the League of Assassins, right? And so my theory is they were on to the Joker and they were like, why don't we just like loosen up Gotham a little bit and like wreck it with this guy and just unleash him, you know, give him weapons, give him supplies. He doesn't even ask questions because he doesn't care. Uh, that's a good point. That they like, you know, that they support it based on financial. Yeah, he says not? in sure. his Joker's only true moment of honesty, other than when he's criticizing Batman, honestly. Um, but in terms of Joker's own honesty, the only moment is when he says, "I am just a dog chasing cars." What do you do with that? What do you do with a rabid dog chasing cars, chasing cars that has tons of clones and followers and guns and explosives? You put him down. Right, which is my whole point. Right. And that's what Sometimes the Punisher is about. That's well, what the that Punisher is about. Point. Well, that was why Joe, that's why Batman has so much like fucking, like there's the whole thing about his parents, but the second level of Batman's guilt is about losing, um, in different canons, he loses up to two Robins. So like two of his sidekicks die. And I think both of them to Joker. And like, so that was like part of the whole thing that like, he, he has more guilt about, like, you know, what could have happened differently if he had a different situation with his parents or what, what could have happened differently if he had a different situation with, with Dick Gray. Uh, you know, so uh, anyway, it, it's a whole other thing. He's an incredible character, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Um, and I think it's one of the better franchises in the world. I think it's one of the better stories in the world. It's better, one of the better superheroes and um, this is the second best one, if not the best one. I like it almost. I mean, at the end of the day, Desert Island, I want this this movie with me instead of the 89 Batman. However, like the 89 Batman, it, Batman is beyond its time in terms of how timeless it is and how good it is. It's, a, it's an incredible film and it, it, it was a film that was developed in 1989 that like could have, as Tim Burton created it, it could have been made in 2010 and it would still holds up 2015. It still holds up, you know, like it's, it's an incredible film, but this one with all the action, all the special effects, um, the new storyline, the incredible, uh, much more, uh, you know, a thoroughly incredible cast. Like, you know, they had, uh, 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 Christian, uh, uh, they had, uh, walk in, they had, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jack, they had, they had a really great cast, but I mean, this one, it's just one fucking ridiculous actor after the other Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman, Christian, B- I mean, it goes on and on and on, you know, and, and, and ones that were actually just making their name you know, in this film. So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's underrated. It's incredible. And I put it right up there with a lot of the Marvel films, but, you know, thank you definitely for having me on this. We need to branch off more. I think it's, I think it's good that you did that, uh, and forced us to forced us to, by being suggested, it wasn't forced. No, yeah, this twisting my arm timing. to watch Batman begin. Yeah. Cause I wanted to circle <laughs> back and do this movie for a long time, but I definitely do. I definitely wanted to do it with a fan. <clears throat> Um, 
of it and also um you know it's again as we've pointed out so blatantly been copied uh you know as an or modern or um origin story even more than like spider-man x-men was way different because they had to introduce like the whole team in the first two x-men movies you know spider-man was spider-man but this was the one that iron man copied and a lot of the movies copied um and i think that's great here's the problem though man is that you know you look at you look at the the dc movies of all time okay this is in modern dollars okay I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. This isn't real dollars. This isn't. This isn't like converted with inflation. So the highest grossing is Dark Knight. Two is Dark Knight Rises. Five is BVS. Six is Suicide Squad, which involves Batman. Eight is the 1980. So the 1989 Batman dude made 250 million dollars domestically in 1989, which is probably equal to like 800 million dollars today. Um, mm-hmm. Number nine is Justice League. Number ten is Batman Begins. Number twelve is Batman Forever. Number thirteen is the Batman Lego Movie. No, these are all DC movies of all time. Fourteen is Batman Returns. You see what's going on here? It's all Batman. Right. The problem right. is. When you put Christian Bale together with that supporting cast and Christopher Nolan, you've set kind of a high bar for yourself. No offense, Ben Affleck, especially when you can't commit to the role. Um, Right. You know, and... You're not wrong. And the fact that people are excited about yet another Joker and a whole movie about a Joker origin story, which I don't care about, but I respect that people... I just like, he's one of my favorite bad Great. guys. Great. So I'm guys, happy so. that you're happy, and I'm glad that people are excited. No. Just shows that people are are into it. Um, but I, you know, and Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor, and, you know, I mean, look, they're, they're trying to bring in better... Uh, look, you, you had Heath Ledger in 2008, and you brought in Tom Hiddleston as Loki in 2012, but now, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. We've got Jake Gyllenhaal, who's an multiple mm-hmm. Academy-nominated actor, coming in Spider-Man. All the advanced press says he's amazing in it because he's manipulating Spider-Man the whole time. He's not who he says he is. Um, I, 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 you know, that's what Jake Gyllenhaal does. I mean, you know, he's so great at being, like, kind of crazy under the surface and, and so forth. Um, and, you know, they're trying to introduce these, these young... Uh, actors and actresses as bad guys. By the way, we need more female bad guys as well. Harley Quinn's not going to do it, and technically she's a good guy at the moment. We'll have to see what happens with Birds of Prey, which is yet another Batman property. Then you've got Arrow, which is just a takeoff of Batman with a bow and arrow and a different story with Oliver Queen. Basically the same (laughs) thing. I think the big difference is, man, people who grew up with Marvel like me, this will be my final thought, it's the Avengers and the X-Men, it's in the Fantastic Four, it's these team-up movies, DC or solo movies, they're best-selling comics, The Flash, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman, generally, while they do team up in the Justice League and help each other occasionally, they're mostly held, I mean, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman have held multiple of their own comics at the same time for the last 70 to 80 years, those three. No Marvel comic, including Spider-Man, can say that for the last 70 to 80 years. You know, Spider-Man's a great Marvel solo here, but he's still in the orbit of the Avengers and the X-Men and, you know, the team-up stuff. I love the team-up stuff. That's why I like Justice League so much. That's why I like The Defenders so much on Netflix. I love the team-up stuff. These movies, you know, again, like The Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, because of the giant cast and all the moving parts, feel like the epicness of a giant superhero team-up movie even though they go the opposite way of the Avengers where everyone starts on the same page and ends on a different page. And this is my way of again saying, 
I'm not saying aesthetically I love these movies way more than I used to. The Dark Knight's still very high. The Dark Knight Rises has climbed, and this movie is still very high in my list. Christopher Nolan can still be cold for me in in, in these sorts of genre films. Um, I don't know why he works more in some movies than others as just a pure writer director. Not that he's not working here, but it's you know it's not my top three or four Nolan movies. Let's just put it that way. Um, and that's just because he's such a brilliant fucking director. Um, the point is, he knows how to make these epic fucking movies with huge casts, mostly mm-hmm. very known actors, but then bringing in people like Katie Holmes or you know even Aaron Eckhart, you know, in the second movie who aren't like big time stars and make some stars in the movie and so mm-hmm. that'd be my final thought christopher nolan and, and i just you know at some point we're gonna get the wb story because dude the warner brothers with lord of the rings and and batman um and the matrix and these big properties have really and not just in movies but in tv and especially like in video games have been really 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 greedy and horrible to both consumers and their people i continue to hear that warner brothers video game company is like the worst on the planet like worse than electronic arts worse than all these companies like they're just horrible um trying to rob people blind in warner brothers they keep passing it off to different people I don't really have an invested interest in Superman, Batman, and so forth, but I do have an invested interest in Wonder Woman, and I want to see the Batgirl movie get made and have movies like Birds of Prey and characters like Huntress and so forth succeed. Right. Um, and so I'm into the Gotham verse. I just wish they were fast tracking Birds of Prey and Batgirl as their lead properties and not a Joker prequel. I guess that's where I'm coming from. Go ahead. Gotcha. No, all fair points. My closing point is. Um, if DC wants to be Pepsi, like I'm all right with Pepsi, like I'll have a Coke, right. but like, I'm all right with Pepsi. And like, I'm really, and once in a while, you know, I want a Pepsi. And if they, if they could make a movie like this Pepsi. again, that would, that, that would have been, that would have been awesome. So I meant like of the me too version and not the other. So rank, you, but anyhow, rank your three dark Knight movies and then I'll let you go. Uh, one, two, three. Yeah. I'm two, three, one, but it's very close. Yeah. It's yeah, very close. One, two, it's three. a great trilogy. It's and a great the only trilogy. reason is because I'm able to separate yeah. an amazing performance by an individual actor and yeah. value a movie as a whole. And I think that's the actual correct thing versus like just doubting over like, you know, it's fucking tragic. You know, I get it. Fine. Well, and look, but I like, can criticize Warner Brothers all day, but you look at, again, McAvoy, Fassbender, Lawrence, and so forth in four X-Men movies, and only right. Days of Future Past has been spectacular beginning to end. First Class was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I really yeah, like yeah, Apocalypse. Yeah, totally. On repeat viewings, but the bottom line is, in four movies, oh they've God, only God. had one and a half like home runs. But with right. fucking, uh, with, with with Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, and Daphne Keene as Lara slash X twenty three, with three characters in Logan, they made more money, more critical acclaim, and made one of the greatest movies of all time. Deadpool with just a handful of characters just goes to show you you don't need a thousand characters that's why i'm surprised the event i'm not surprised the Avengers made three billion because i specifically called the avengers making three billion but i'm still part of me is surprised because it's so many superheroes and you watch the end of the final avengers movie and it i can't even you know after the scarlet witch and captain marvel and thor and cap go after thanos i can't really remember what else went on other than a thousand superheroes so in some ways i really appreciate these that's why i love captain america the winter soldier because it's him and and Scar Joe and Anthony Mackie as Falcon, and you know, uh, and, and and so and uh, Colby Smulders, and, we know. and Sammy J, and so we forth. Know. 
you know? know so it's i, I like i like the sort of mini team like i hope that we see the asgardian the the the, the revengers with thor and you know tessa thompson and so forth like i like these sort of smaller smaller ones so i right. don't know what to say man i mean they against all odds people were fine with ben affleck replacing christian bale even though he's clearly an inferior actor on all fronts um and he screwed it up and they screwed it up well, so i wish them the I'll best you, I, I have i have no ill will because i have not like the marvel movies in general the last few years so other than black panther and i do love avengers but you know i'm not crazy about like cosmic overly colorful marvel i'm rooting for dc for darker vision i like the better cw properties like i said the arrow you know some of the supergirl stuff but i want to see batgirl batgirl in the comics is so great because she's like you know she's like the 18 year old who's like way too smart but awkward and she's beating up bad guys and like she's thinking in her thought bubbles like i gotta take the trash out later and so forth while she's kicking them in the face you know like it's so great you know like the stuff like that would kill but they have to be smaller scale and i think you're right my final thought television dc's already headed that direction i just hope don't hope they screw it up because they've got good momentum that way go ahead bud and then we'll wrap up hey yeah man thanks for watching thanks for listening guys this has been great uh, i appreciate okay. everything uh next yeah, movie man, I, what's I, the next movie we're doing dark knight i don't know <laughs> anyway this has been fun man we'll we'll figure it out our Bizzlecast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Simi. It's been a great commentary. Uh, Batman Begins. I've now finished the trilogy, and I will either go watch The Dark Knight or Rogue One right now, Simi. It's a coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out.